Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. Guys, thank you so very much for joining me right here on Off the Script. This is your AEW Dynamite post show for October 5th, 2022. I am your host, JD from New York. As always, joined by the returning Taco Man himself. Shy Town Smart is here on Wednesday after two weeks of absence. What is going on, my brother? What is going on? It's good to be back, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's good to be back, bro. It's good to be back. Good to be it back. It really, really, really is, man. It's good to be back. This guy over here, he was uh, away. He was uh, taking care of himself. He's back. And five-star tacos are being served this evening in the venue for the first I time feel, ever. I feel good. Um, I did a live stream last night where it didn't go very well because I did not feel very good by the end of the stream. Um, it was even a little bit questionable if I was going to make it here tonight, but I feel good, man. There you go. It's I all, feel good. It's all that matters, bro. It's all that matters. And we all feel good that you're here, and we all feel good that we got a great AEW Dynamite post-show going on. on. What's going on? Hold on, hold on. 
I need to I need to thank everyone in the OTS community. I mean, legit. I mean, no no sarcasm, no bullshit, you know, no shit talking. I sincerely thank everyone because um as I'm laid up in the hospital bed and laid up on my couch trying to recover for the last couple of weeks, I had nothing to do but read my Twitter timeline and the well wishes have been overwhelming. I mean, I mean, they've legitimately brought me to a couple of tears at times. So I'm humbled and thank you all. Thank you all. There you go. We love you, bro. We're glad you're back. Man, I, I don't even know, man. The, the one week you come back, bro, the one week you come back, uh, I, I was hoping that we'd, uh, be, we'd be all excited about what happened on tonight's show, and we'll get into that. And, and, and we are excited about tonight's show. I thought it was a fantastic show, great in-ring action. I think Tony Khan is really, you know, for the first time in three years, I think Tony Khan is really finding his stride in how to produce a show and how to lay out a show and how the show flows. I think the, the, the last, I would say, two and a half, three months, I, I think these are some of the best produced Dynamite shows that we've seen in a very long time. I love the... The intro, uh, introduction of the video packages in, in, in the show. I love, you know, the little uh, segues into the next match. I, I think it's great. Uh, you know, it's, it's a WWE-esque model. I think we're all kind of numb to the WWE, WWE way of life. But, you know, some of that stuff I would love to see Tony Khan adopt because it makes his show better, and that's the way I think the show is at its best. But when it's not at its best, bro, is when... We get all out and CM Punk blasting the entire locker room, some of which, you know, he may have been right on. He works, with, he works with fucking children. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if he's right or wrong. It's not the point. I know it's not the point. I know it's not the right place and time. We get it, but, nope. you know, we, we, we got what we got at all with CM Punk and the elite. And now, and now all of a sudden we have Andrade and Sammy Guevara basically doing the same exact fucking thing, but... It all happened on social media first, and then Andrade makes threats. I'll see you Wednesday. They they didn't have a scheduled match on Wednesday. Needless to say, I'll see you Wednesday meant fists thrown in the back tonight, and Andrade was removed from Rampage and sent home. Meanwhile, Sammy Guevara was in a backstage promo. Sammy Guevara was in the main event. Sammy Guevara got the fucking winning pinfall in the main event. It's... Utterly ridiculous. And if nobody knows what I'm talking about, Andrade and Sammy Guevara had a back and forth on social media. I did an extra on this yesterday. One of the things I harped on was this is an incredibly bad look, just stemming from yesterday on social media after what we went through with All Out and the fight that was CM Punk and the Elite. These guys want to go on social media and make the company look bad. You know, whether or not it was a work then or a shoot or a work shoot, you know, not everything needs to be turned into a storyline. Not everything needs to make it to television with this grasp on uh, whether it's uh, reality or, or if it's uh, staged. I, I don't think that everything needs to do that, but they got into a fight today and Fightful had the report coming out of tonight's AEW Dynamite in Washington, D.C. Sammy Guevara and Andrade backstage drama they took shots at each other on social media and Andrade did an interview with uh Las uh, I think it was Mas Luchas I think it was 
And Fightful spoke with several staff and talent about the situation who claimed that they hadn't heard of it being fabricated or worked, but also couldn't be certain. That's the problem right there. That's one of the problems right there. When you get into mentioning that wrestling isn't real, it defeats the purpose of whatever storyline you could be trying to work up. Another situation, Jesse, I want to stop there. Another situation uh, that Sammy Guevara got into a, uh, is wrestling real or, or fake, is what he did with Eddie Kingston. And now he's basically doing the same thing here. Uh, whereas with Eddie Kingston, you know, he he called uh, Eddie Kingston a, a fat fuck or something like, I, I don't remember the, the terminology that he used, but, it, but in this in this Andrade situation, he was complaining to Andrade that Andrade hits too hard. He, he hits a little too stiff. Why would, why would somebody, Jesse, go out there and say that if this is their profession of professional wrestling and their, their job is to hit and be hit? And then Sammy Guevara, I, I said this yesterday on the extra, Sammy Guevara is complaining that Andrade hits too hard, but he has absolutely nobody questioning why the fuck he does what he does, nearly killing himself in every fucking match he has. Yeah, the the complaint within itself just it completely breaks kayfabe. First off, because would you have would you have two UFC fighters out there doing promos saying one of them saying, "Well, this guy hits me too hard." No, of course not. I mean, if you have a problem with the production of the show, which is the person you're working in the ring with, which is you know how hard you're being hit. That seems like something that needs to be taking up, taken up backstage. Yes, between them. I, I, this yes. is, and that's a, that's a that's a great point. Was this brought to Andrade's attention when Sammy Guevara felt like Andrade was being uh, too stiff in the ring? Did Sammy go to Andrade and say, "Hey, bro, hey, listen, can you can take it easy next time we're in the ring? You know, lessen up on the shots there. It's a little too stiff." I... <laughs> it's fucking ridiculous, man. It really is ridiculous. It's a joke. It really is a joke. I mean, come on. I'm not even a fucking wrestler, bro. It's a joke. It is. It is. I mean, he's hitting me too hard. Oh, he's my gonna, God. He's, he's too and, stiff. He's going to run and tail dead. He's hitting me too hard. Stop. Stop it. Don't hit me so hard. Little fucking... Jesus fucking Christ. I Listen, man, I think Sammy Guevara is a great, talented in-ring performer, okay? He's very young. The fucking, the, the sky's the limit with him. But, I mean, I, listen, I, I, don't, I don't care what I have to say uh, or, or what I say on this show. It sounds like ever since he, I, I, again, I, I don't know, man. The ego, the ego, the fact that he's with Tay, I feel like his ego just was inflated fucking a thousand times more than it was when he got married to Tay Conti. And I, and I feel like he feels like he's untouchable. Why? Because he is. Osaqui. Osaqui's, oh, my God. Are you kidding me, bro? Holy shit. Oh, my goodness, man. Osaqui. Oh, my God. Oh, Sakui with a $500 super chat, man. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Sakui was in my DMs. I got I to gotta get back to him, man. Him and I were going back and forth on a little uh, personal thing that uh, I had going on this week with my parents. But, oh, Sakui, man, we love you, bro. $500 super chat. Showing some love to OTS. Have a great post show, guys. Good to have you back with us, Jesse. Glad you are feeling better.
hey, it's good to be back and to watch this $500 go to JD's channel. <laughs> Thank you so much, bro. It's awesome. Oh, help man. With the medical bills. Oh, so queen, we love you, bro. Thank you so much. Um, Thanks, bro. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. It's 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 a problem, Jess. Let me let me let me let me continue reading what we got going on here. Uh, it, it defeats the purpose, absolutely. Uh, I, I think it made AEW and Tony Khan look fucking stupid on social media. I'm sure they weren't thinking about that. And I said le- last night, uh, I think Tony Khan needs to hire a fucking social media manager. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. Uh, they were talking about hitting each other hard and complaining. So if it's a work, it's a bad one. I'm sure they'll eventually have a match though, just because people are talking. I'm not so sure, sure about that right now. Uh, no. Another top talent in AEW was frustrated by the way things played out, regardless of it uh, being a shoot or work, because they felt it painted a poor picture of AEW's locker room, exactly what I said yesterday on my extra. Uh, we've heard at Fightful that the locker room has been much more cohesive since the brawl-out situation with CM Punk and the Elite that left numerous top stars suspended. A turning point that several AEW talent pointed to was Chris Jericho, Brian Danielson, and John Moxley's talent meeting that calmed many nerves and was said to have helped get a lot of people back on the right track. Another AEW original had said that they viewed the Andrade and Sammy Guevara situation as disrespectful to the work those three put in on making that happen, regardless of the context of what follows, specifically whether it was planned or spontaneous or worked. One of the points hammered home in recent weeks has been to keep dirty laundry private in that regard. There were a couple of others that we've heard from who were steadfast in the, if it doesn't involve me, I'm not going to pay it any attention or concern myself with it camp. And also pointed to the more cohesive locker room that AEW has had as of late. Uh, Andrade was sent home. Sammy Guevara was still on the show. The two had taken shots at each other in interviews, which led to a backstage brawl and altercation tonight before the tapings in Washington, D.C. Andrade was removed from Rampage, no longer are we getting a mask versus career match, which didn't make sense to begin with because nothing really led up to that match to even warrant that type of stipulation. They haven't even been in the ring together. Um, now it's a trio championship match with the Dark Order against the uh, Death Triangle. So those that Fightful spoke to said that there was a verbal altercation that got physical with Sammy and he shoved Andrade. Andrade threw a punch. We're not sure if the punch actually connected Uh, We are told it was not part of a grander plan for either guy. So at least one and possibly both wrestlers were removed from the tapings, which is not the case. This was posted three hours ago. Sammy was still there. Andrade was sent home. TMZ uh, first initially reported this. Andrade then posted after all this was over uh, on Twitter. He said, respect me and I'll respect you. Uh, And that was pretty much the end of his night earlier uh, we heard about this situation because of yesterday, and then this all blew up uh, during the tapings, before tonight's tapings at Dynamite in Washington. Um, I, I don't even know where to begin with this, Jesse. You know, you know the, the first thing I want to get off my chest is, you know, w- what the report said. Brian Moxley and Jericho, the work that they have done to clean up the locker room and make everything, and you really felt it as a fan. We felt it. We saw it. Things were, you know, very high, and they got... The, the band back together, the rally flags were out. You felt that going into Grand Slam. And then these two have the fucking balls to go out there and disrespect Tony Khan, AEW, and everything that those guys did to get this locker room back to somewhat normal after Punk and the Elite. I don't know what Tony Khan needs to do, bro. You know, I know Sammy is, an, is a favorite of Tony Khan, but the one fact I want to harp on first here is that Andrade was sent home and Sammy Guevara was not. 
Why, why, why is that? You want, you want the biggest fucking problem. You want the fucking core, the root of the problem. That is the problem right there. Andrade was sent home, but Sammy Guevara was not. Sammy Guevara should have absolutely been sent home. I don't give a fuck what the main event was and if he was in the main event with Chris Jericho. Favoritism should not be shown to any specific talent because you decided to go to their wedding because you're friends with him outside the fucking company because you share white claws with him after hours because you're buddy-buddy with Chris Jericho, most of the fucking JAS. That is bullshit, bro. Tony Khan does not make himself come off as a boss in the public eye when he does shit like this. Fuck Sammy Guevara, man. And I mean, seriously. And that's that's coming from a guy who has enjoyed his work. I mean, I have. Everything he's done between the ropes, I've enjoyed since since his, his start in the company. But everything that went down between Pam and uh, Tay Mello and then Eddie Kingston... And now Andrade, everything has all been catered to get Sammy Guevara what he wants. Yes. And I'm fucking tired of it. He seems like an entitled little bitch, and I don't care about him anymore at all. I mean, he can get off my TV right now for all I give a fuck. Dude. Is, he, is he a problem to a point where Tony Khan should really, and, and it's not going to happen because, uh, you know, of what I just previously stated. Uh, is Sammy Guevara at a point right now in the AEW locker room where he is more of a problem uh, that uh, AEW really right now shouldn't be dealing with. Is he, is he a problem in the AEW locker room that should be addressed or, or in, in worst case, fired? Let him go. I mean, what, is, what, is, what exactly is AEW missing if they let go of Sammy Guevara? I mean, they're not even going to blink an eyelash. I don't, I don't know if the guy deserves to be fired, if that makes any fucking sense, man, to be honest. And, and that's a call for TK to make, and clearly he's not going to do that, so I don't even know why that's no. on the table. But at some point, you got to start looking at a common denominator with these issues, okay? And it seems to the fans that the common denominator is fucking Sammy Guevara. So it needs to be fixed. It just needs to be fixed. He needs to be taken off television for a while. He needs to be sat down and spoken with. He needs to stop being catered to so much. And he's not the only one in that locker room that needs to have that very same discussion, Britt Baker. So, I mean, it's becoming detrimental to the locker room in a sense of sooner or later, people are going to, I mean, when I say people, the other wrestlers in the locker room, that's, that's it. It's going to have like a trickle down effect, man. Nobody wants to fucking come to this locker room where this guy gets fucking babied. And if, and if he starts some shit with you online or anywhere else, you better just sit down and take it, or if not, you're going to get fucking reprimanded, and he won't. It's fucking bullshit. Nobody wants to work with anybody like that, man. <sighs> is I want to throw this, this fact at you as well. Um, two things. Maybe, maybe firing him is a little harsh, like you said. Firing him is a little harsh, and we know that's not going to happen. No, not going to happen. You know, Tony Khan needs some sense of fucking— First of all, he needs to, he needs to be a boss. Okay, if Sammy Guevara respects AEW and Tony Khan, 
Tony Khan literally went out on Barstool Sports with Robbie Fox say, saying that they have a stable roster right now, and it's the most stable that it has been in many, many, many months for varying reasons. Fuck out of here. And he went out there and he did that on social media yesterday, and then he did this today. So how much does Sammy Guevara actually respect Tony Khan and AEW? Not very much from our point of view. Tony Khan needs to set some fucking boundary and some structure in the back. First offense, you sl- it's a slap on the wrist, all right? A-, a little suspension. Two weeks, three weeks, whatever it may be. We want to go to a-, a fucking second offense, 60 days. You fuck up for a third time, you're out. There needs to be some structure in the back to a point where people have to be on their toes looking at the consequences if they fuck up as many times as Sammy Guevara has fucked up. That's number one. Number two, how much of this is Andrade, bro, trying to go into business for himself? You know, we, have a lot, we hear a lot of things about, you know, a, a lot of people want to go back to WWE now because Paul Levesque is running things on Monday and Friday night. How much of this is Andrade trying to go into business for himself because there was a report that Tony Khan was not being, you know, very lenient in giving people the releases when they asked for them. He's not releasing anybody, says Dave Meltzer. How much of this was Andrade going into business for himself trying to actually get fired and him wanting to do this today in hopes that TK would look at it and say, hey, you don't want to be here, goodbye. You know, I'm sure that Andrade, I mean, I mean, it all appears, you know, to all of us that Andrade wants out and he wants to go back to the E. I mean, we 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 can sense that. We can all tell that it doesn't look like he was going to get a release, like, you know, like you said. Um, so did he carry this shit too far with the intentions of getting fired? Maybe. Maybe. But at the same time, his actions were not, he didn't do this alone. He did not do this alone. And this could have been diffused. I mean, if I know that this guy is just trying to get let go and everyone in this chat knows that he's trying to get let go, how come Sammy doesn't know that? And how, how come Sammy doesn't step off and just back off and say, you know what? I'm just going to do my fucking job, bro. I don't want to be in any more fucking drama. He can say what he wants to say. I'm going to do my fucking job. That's it. You, That's you, it. You, you, you nailed you, the you, fucking tango. You, you, you nailed it, bro. Why wasn't this diffused before anybody got to the fucking building? Who is watching this shit online? Nobody saw this yesterday. Not one fucking person in a higher up position saw this shit yesterday and was keeping an eye on when Andrade got to the building and when Sammy Guevara got to the building and pulled them both aside exactly. and, and told and them to fucking to the video act to professional, air out your grievances, do what you got to do. Where was Tony Khan? Tony Khan didn't see this. He's fucking posting about fucking scissoring day. He didn't see this shit online yesterday to a point where he himself should be talking to Andrade and Sammy Guevara. Nope. Another situation, Jesse, where things just are let go and swept under the rug to a point where it happened. And now we're looking at the situation where one got sent home and Sammy Guevara is on the show and it doesn't look good. I mean, wh- who is running this fucking place? The guy, this, this last fucking tweet literally pretty much said, when I get there, yes, I'm whooping your fucking ass. Yes. So, I mean, right away, he should have been on the fucking phone, TK, like, hey, do not come here and start this shit. As a matter of fact, take some time off and relax. All right, don't come to the venue. You're taking the fucking day off. I'm gonna change the fucking match you got scheduled for for fucking rampage. I don't need any more drama. I'm gonna fucking defuse this shit right now. 
Or on the flip side, go to Sammy. Hey, maybe you also need to fucking chill out because you helped start this shit online. Don't know why you did, but now I got to deal with it. How am I going to deal with it? You go home too. You guys both cool the fuck off. Tony Khan should have been outside that fucking venue waving a fucking or swinging a nightstick like the big boss, man. That's what should have been. I I don't understand this. And we got another bomb. Another bomb. Angel Alaga with a $200 super chat. Angel, thank you so much, brother. Unbelievable support so far. We are just getting started. Thank you so very much. One last thing I want to mention in this Andrade and Sammy Guevara thing, and this is a... This is a statement directly to Tony Khan because we we love what AEW is. We want to see AEW thrive and flourish. We want to maintain that, that essence of what we all fell in love with when we first watched AEW Dynamite, seeing that it's three years. He needs to gather everybody up and he needs to fucking lay down the fucking law. If you do not want to be here, then get the fuck out. That's exactly what he needs to do. I want to see how many fucking people actually get up and walk out. If you came over from WWE, and, and this is the problem by hiring all these ex-WWE guys, you know, they were, they were never Vince guys. They were all, all the, all the people that he hired were Paul Levesque guys. And everybody knows how fucking beloved Paul Levesque is. This is what happens when you bring in basically his entire fucking roster. They are looking at him re- realistically as Papa H. Tony Khan is just... Uh, you know, the, the, the now. He's the cool thing now. And that's what they're stuck with. They all want to go back there. Whoever wants to go back there, let them fucking go. It doesn't matter. It's not good for your locker room. It's not good for the overall health of AEW. It's not good for us, the fans, because we don't want this. We don't want the drama. We don't. If you do yeah. not want to be in that locker room, get the fuck out and go to Triple H. And I want to see how bloated that roster becomes. And then you're sitting yeah. in fucking catering for five weeks before you get your fucking match. Yeah, this shit ain't cute, man. It ain't. It ain't. It, it, nobody, I'm, I'm, I'm sick and tired of watching shit happen on social media. And then everybody in the fucking community is like, oh, this is just a work. Oh, it's just a shoot. No, no, it's a shoot work. No, it's probably going to be a work that turns into a shoot or a shoot that turns into a work. And I'm fucking tired of it. I'm fucking, I'm fucking tired of it. Everybody's tired of it. Tony Khan should be very confident in what he can do by booking the show. Obviously, we know that he can book a fucking show. He doesn't need this bloated roster with all these fucking massive egos. If you do not want to be there, Get the fuck out. That's what he needs. He's not losing anything. In fact, he's going to be saving himself some fucking payroll. He doesn't need all these people. He can't even find TV time for half of them anyway. Get rid of them. No. The fact that Andrade was booked into oblivion is another fucking thing. I don't even want to open up that can of worms. How the fuck you fuck him up? I don't know. But if he doesn't want to be there, get him out. Get get rid of him. Malachi don't want to be there? Get rid of him. I don't even give a shit anymore. I don't. Buddy Matthews don't want to be there? Get rid of them. Everybody, if they want to be there, they'll let you fucking know. That's why I respect Swerve so much, because Swerve actually was reached out to by Triple H and HR, and he went directly to Tony Khan to tell him, hey, boss, listen, these guys are reaching out to me. I'm contacted, uh, I'm contracted to you. I think it's fucked up. I just want to let you know. See, that's what a model employee does. That's what somebody who has AEW's interest at heart does. Adam Cole did the same thing. You don't want to be there, go. Let them all go. Do exactly what Vince did and said in that fucking um in that fucking conference call. You know, hey, maybe maybe I can give him some more people. 
And then what did he do? Like he released like 30 more fucking people like two weeks later. Yeah. And maybe I'll give him some more. Bloat WWE's roster, because yours is fucking over, yours is bloated. It's too fucking bloated. You can put on really good television with half of your current roster right now. Half. You can cut your roster in half and be sitting pretty. So you don't want to be there, let them go. Build around who wants to stay. Yep. And 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 be a well-oiled locker room and put on good TV and wrestle and and then to entertain the fans. This bullshit is not entertaining on any level whatsoever. No. I can't even tell you. I know you're one of them. I have a couple yeah. of people that I talk to wrestling with uh, on, on, a, on a daily basis. They're, they're all sick of their shit, too. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ brought me. AEW used to be so fun and this and that. Now we're hearing all these fucking stories. It's not really, you know, it, it, it yeah. dumbs down their interest, and it leaves a bad taste in the fan's mouth. Not everything needs to be turned into a fucking uh, a, a work, you know, no. with, with all the, the rumor and innuendo going on. Malachi leaving and Buddy Matthews leaving. Andrade teasing fucking hourglasses online and... You know, uh, is he going back to Triple H and all this other shit? Let's turn it into a storyline. It doesn't need to be that way. That's lame. That, that that just shows your lack of creativity at the end of the day. You don't need to do that. Don't play into these fucking people. Just book the show the way you want. It's fucking stupid. It is. It is. Because all of this drama, all of this bullshit, the Twitter drama, the Andrade, the Sammy bullshit, that is the main event of tonight's fantastic show. Yes, yes. It's the one thing everybody's talking about, and it should not be. Yep. Same way the media scrum was the main event of that fantastic pay-per-view. Yep. It's stupid, and I'm I'm, I'm tired of it, man. I'm, I'm seriously fucking tired of it. You know, it's, it's, it's a point to, you know, Triple H really is paying attention to this shit, too. He's hearing all this shit. He knows everything that's going on. He sees Andrade you know, doing what he's doing backstage. Who's to say he doesn't do that with somebody in WWE? It's a bad look. It's just a bad, a bad blemish on your reputation that shouldn't really be there. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, and, and, and like I said, Tony Khan needs to sit everybody down. And that's the last thing I want to say about this. If if he oh. wants to sit everybody down and, and ask them whether or not they want to be here, if they don't want to be here, get them out. Just just let them go. It's, it, well, it does, it's not going to be any sweat off our back. We're not going to miss him. At the no. end of the day, it's going to make his show better and his locker room better. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. No, but here's a, here's a little tidbit that I don't know if TK is thinking about, but he should. Because the last piece of drama happened at the end of All Out. Then this drama just happened just now over the last three days. Guess what? 
Tony Khan does not have a network. He asks people for $50 every three to four months. How many people are going to be willing to spend their hard-earned 50 fucking dollars to watch the next AEW pay-per-view when bullshit like this keeps happening? It's not like this shit's on a network and you can just look at it because it's there. And the next time they ask me, hey, do you want to give me $50 for a pay-per-view? No. No, I fucking don't. No, I'll watch you when you're on TV, but no, I don't, I'm not paying you 50 bucks for this shit anymore because it's too fucking drama filled. You 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 cater to the people you like. Sammy's a fucking spoiled little brat. And no, I'm not paying for your next pay-per-view. No. Tony Khan Tony Khan needs to need to fucking take his belt off and start fuck start whipping people like he's the fucking uh disgruntled dad who's being disrespected by his fucking children. That's exactly what Tony. That's what that, that's exactly what Sammy Guevara did. Sammy Guevara showed me tonight that he doesn't give a fuck about Tony Khan with the actions that he took tonight. And Andrade never gave a shit. And he looked like to me basically trying to get fired so he can go back to where he uh, he wants to be with Triple H and his fucking wife. Go, go. Let him go. I don't care. Let him fucking go. He's not a he's not a he's not a game changer for you. It's not like if you let no. him go over there, you're fucked as far as the ratings or this or that. Andrade's fantastic at what he does. And I yeah. love watching him work. Yeah, you, you got you got you, you, there, you got go. you got guys like that complaining about lack of TV time, right? And Malachi complaining about a lack of and listen, I love Malachi. I love Andrade. I think they're both fantastic. But you got guys like this that complain and then you got to cater to because they're big names. Meanwhile, you should be giving the fucking TV time to someone like Wardlow and Brian Cage. Look at what they did tonight. They gave you every fucking reason to put them on TV with what they did tonight. That's yeah. who I want to see. That's who the core of this fucking fan base wants to see. Guys like Wardlow, guys like Sam, uh, uh, Darby, guys like uh, Brian Cage. Look what they did tonight. Yeah. Stop catering to the fucking ex-WWE guys who want to come on in here and then fucking do what Andrade did tonight. No. no. I'm over it. No. Now, um, can you please address this Alexis Kaufman situation? I have no idea what is going on. Alexa Bliss is talking about me? Where? So. What did I say? What did uh, I say? Please, somebody fucking reach out to me and tell me what I said. The only so, thing I said on Monday was that she should not be in a main event, and her character is ice fucking cold. I don't know so, what else I said about Alexa Bliss. So, Brian Wookie. At Brian Wookie on Twitter, um, added Alexa Bliss. Oh, wait, wait, did he? Uh, I don't think he did. He said this clown needs to put some respect on Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss can main event any show for WWE. She's that talented, unlike JD from NY206. Um, he leaves a picture, bro. He did not tag her in this, so somehow. Oh, another WWE talents. Having yeah. me in their fucking mind and on their lips. Yeah. That's a great move, right? So some, oh, somebody, man. somebody so yeah, somebody fucking tagged her or 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 some shit because then she quote tweeted, Tell tell that to my merch sales, JB. JB. Um, keep doing your job, which is talking about me. Peace. That's what she that's all she said. Will do. Okay. We'll do, Lexi. I'll, 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 listen, I'll, I'll take care of it, man. Don't, don't worry about it. All right. What the fuck did I say that people have a problem? There's no fucking way Alexa Bliss... And who the fuck did she wrestle? EO, there's no way that that match should have main evented over anything else on that show. 
Nothing. Bro, bro, every time she mentions you, your impressions, your interactions, your money, all that shit goes up. So, whatever. I'm going to tweet something here. Uh, Jesse, I want uh, while, while I do this, um, what was your favorite part of tonight's show, man? I, I have, we haven't spoken to, in two weeks uh, about uh, this on the show. Obviously, I've spoken to you in the last two weeks, but what was your favorite part of the show? What was your favorite part of Dynamite tonight? Ah, yes, good question. My favorite part of tonight's show was the goddamn acclaim. I love how over these guys are. I love the fact that I fucking have been saying this shit for months, for months, how over these guys are and how they need to be on TV every week and spotlighted more often than they were because these guys have charisma up the goddamn woo dude. I mean, seriously, Max Caster himself oozes so much charisma that it spills off to everyone around him. Bro, I mean, seriously, these guys are so over. Think about this. These guys are so over. Two gay men, okay? I'm just going to put it out there. Everybody, everyone fucking knows. I mean, it's not a fucking secret. Two gay men are out there having their whole wrestling crowd, the live crowd, scissoring and mimicking things that, um, that homosexual men do. When, I mean, 20, 30, 40 fucking years ago in pro wrestling, no fucking way. No way this would happen. You'd be banished. You'd be, you'd be exiled from the locker room. No one would fucking accept this shit. But these guys are so fucking over and accepted that it's, it's, they, they're outselling everyone in merchandise. These guys are out there putting themselves over and, and their lifestyle over. And instead of being mocked and ridiculed for it, they're leading the company in all in all fucking statistics. I love these guys. I love them so goddamn much, dude. Bro, that segment was one of the best of the entire year for AEW Dynamite, I think. Uh, when you look at it, I even said it on Twitter, it, it really embodies what we all fell in love with on the first Dynamite. And it's homegrown talent. It's natural talent getting over. And something that nobody expected to be as over as it is now. Scissor, scissor me, scissor me, daddy ass. Yeah. I mean, it is so fucking ridiculous that it is so fucking incredible at the same time. I love everything about it. And, you know, kudos to Billy Gunn, man. I, I, again, I said this when Jesse wasn't here a couple of weeks ago. You know, Billy Gunn, nobody really understood why Billy Gunn left his sons and joined the acclaimed. And now that he is a, a, a huge integral part of the acclaim and their tag team title run and the height of their popularity right now, Jesse, it honestly makes Tony Khan look like a fucking genius. Whether or not this was planned or not, I mean, this is brilliance just as far as the pairing goes. It's incredible. Yeah. Get, get, okay, hold on. Now people are fucking, fucking confused and, and all of a sudden. Max Castor has come out and, and, and declared that he is bisexual. And no, Billy Gunn is not gay. I said the E-Clan. No, Billy Gunn is married. Billy Gunn is married. Yeah, I was not talking about Billy Gunn. Max Castor has come out and and said himself that he is bisexual, okay? So, stop. And that's not the fucking point. The point is of how over they are. It's not the fucking point, guys. Come on. Please. That's what they're harping on? That's the one thing that they picked that's apart the everything one thing that, that you fucking said? 
Castor's gay? And he's not gay. He's not Who gay. Who cares? What the fuck? Have you ever seen him tweet at fucking MJF? I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Who gives a shit? He came, he, he <laughs> himself, he has said that he is bisexual, okay? All right. So moving on. There you go. Yeah, moving on. Uh, like I said, bro, it makes Tony Khan look like a genius. I mean, I don't know if the pairing was uh, supposed to happen, but I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way now. I, think, I can't, even, I, I can't I think, even look at them without seeing Billy Gunn. No, I think, I think that, um, I think that the acclaim, I think Caster and Bowens would be just as over as they are right now without Billy Gunn, to be honest with you. But at the same time, um, I don't think he's holding him back in any way. And if anything else, yeah, he is giving him a little bit more juice. So hats off to him, you know, having a resurgence in, in his career. Like, again, I've always said, you know, for the longest time, I love how AEW treats their legends. And Billy Gunn is one that is that is benefiting, you know, from from that treatment. So hats off to him, man. I, I love it. I love everything about it. The other thing that I liked about tonight's show is the fact that we got Wardlow and Brian Cage. I mean, even though it did not make any sense to why they were there, it was an open challenge. Wardlow went on social media, said anybody from anywhere, I want to fight them. Out comes Brian Cage. Excellent match between these two. It's exactly what the TNT title needed uh, or needs going forward. Wardlow gave you every reason why he should not be off the show uh, in this type of way for as long as he has been. He no. is the face of this, com- or will be the face of this company if he is booked correctly, uh, and he is just absolutely incredible, man. Wardlow's uh, stride from year one to year three may be one of the biggest takeaways from the company in all three years. He is absolutely fucking incredible, and if they don't make him the face of the company when his time comes, I, I don't know how you could fuck this up. I really don't. Brian Cage should be on TV uh, and a regular for AEW and not waiting for this Ring of Honor bullshit to get started up. He's too good to be off TV, and he needs to be on TV in a capacity wrestling for the TNT title, or at least in that division. There's no there's no excuses. None. Yeah. Now, I, 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 will, I will pick that, that match apart in this regard. I don't think that Warlow should have, um, I don't want to say buried, but I don't think I don't think Warlow should have given Brian Cage uh, that many power bomb symphonies like that. I agree. I think I think he should have been protected and treated the same way that like Big Cass was when he only got like one. You know, it should have been a build up and like, can he do it? Can he do it? Oh yes, he finally he, he actually got one in, and then yes, he barely got the pin. And he wins. You know, Brian Cage is a big fucking monster, dude. I don't like how they how they pinned him in that in this match. I agree. He gave him four power bombs. I think one one should have did it. Yeah, one exactly. should have did it. Or if uh, nothing else, maybe he's going for two. I mean, he's got friends outside of the fucking ring. You know, have them come in and fucking interrupt it and just make it a something. But just don't don't do him like every other fucking schmuck like like Warlow's been burying for the last you know few months. Yeah, we got Toa Leona and, and Khan out there. Uh, they helped uh, facilitate a beatdown. Out comes FTR, Samoa Joe. So obviously, this is all a, a Ring of Honor thing. Which, I mean, I, 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 Jesse feels the same way as I do. I, I just can't wait for them to get a fucking TV deal so we can actually separate the rosters and not have Ring of Honor kind of infiltrating AEW Dynamite. Uh, and all of this, obviously, was a buildup for Battle of the Belts because we're yeah. getting a tag team title match for the Ring of Honor tag team titles. It's FTR versus uh, Khan and Toa Leona on Friday live on Rampage. So that's what this did. And outside that, I enjoyed what Wardlow and Brian Cage did. They give you every reason why they should be on TV uh, weekly. MJF, I like. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I, I like how um, 
I like how Khan and Toliona, um, two guys that have been heavily featured on Dark, and um, I watch them um, pretty much every week on my Dark watch along. Khan Join is very me. good. He is. Join me on Mondays and Tuesdays, Shy Town Smart on YouTube for my Dark watch alongs. Um, I like how they've been heavily featured, you know, week after week after week, got better, and then they were able to be progressed onto TV and they're not on dark anymore. That's that's the kind of progression I want to see. I want to see new guys come up, get called up to TV, and then be put into storylines. That's how dark should be used. Yes, I absolutely agree, and that's something we've discussed on this show several times. Yes. Um, MJF, he went one-on-one with Wheeler Yuta. We'll talk about that. We have Chris Jericho. I'm loving the Ring of Honor story with Chris Jericho, disrespecting the title and the legacy of the title and winning matches with that title as champion. He's, just, he's going about it in the most sports entertainment type way. I love it. I think it's fantastic television. And obviously, Daniel Garcia is going to be the recipient of that. We're leading to a Chris Jericho and Brian Danielson match next week in Toronto, which should be fantastic for the title. We'll talk about that. And I thought it was a great show tonight, but uh, you guys are making this a great show. Right here on OTS, man. We got so many bombs in the chat already. I can't even keep track. It's unbelievable. You guys are unbelievable with the support. Continue showing that. Jesse and I appreciate it. Let's oh, no, get this yeah. thing going. Uh, we, we really do appreciate all of the bombs on JD's channel, guys. It's awesome. <laughs> That's great, guys. <laughs> Listen, man, it's your first night back, don't, man. Don't start. We don't share that shit. I hope you guys <laughs> Putting that out there. Oh, man. Uh, listen, guys, I'm going to need a 1,000 likes minimum. There's 3,000 people here, man. I got 745 likes. Why? I need a 1,000 likes minimum on the live stream tonight. Super Chats, continue. Get them on in. Let me see some more bombs. New memberships are open to everybody. We got some new emotes. You guys see them pinned in the live stream chat. If you guys want access to them and the old ones, I would greatly appreciate it if you join the channel and become a VIP right here on OTS. So hit that join button. It is very simple, man. We'd love to have you. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206. That's Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. There's plenty of it. We were live on Sunday for episode 446. We were live for m- Monday night. And after what I saw on Tuesday with this new relaunch of NXT, white and gold, it's just as bad as 2.0 was. So I wanted to go live and I decided, you know what? Fuck this shit, man. This show is absolutely disgusting. There's no fucking way Triple H is allowing this shit to happen uh, on his watch. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I think there's some conspiracy going on. Shawn Michaels is not booking that shit. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Fuck out of here, man. That, that was a Bruce Pritchard fucking one-on-one uh, last I watched night. A, I watched a few minutes of it um, last night. And um, who is the... My wife came into the room and caught me watching it. And she called some lady. She was in the back cutting a promo. She called her a... a a bootleg ghetto version of Bianca Belair. Who oh, yeah, that's... Uh, oh, wait a minute. Um, Hold on, hold on. Um, what, 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 what's her name? Lash? Oh, oh Trash that's... Legend. Trash! That's legend. Was, that's legend. who it is, bro. I'm sorry, man. Uh, I can't find... I don't remember these irrelevant wrestlers. Trash Legend is her name, my bro. God. I, I, I was on my phone doing something on Twitter. She walked in. She's like, who is this fucking... Bootleg Bianca Belair. Like, I don't fucking know. And I fucking turn the channel. I don't fucking know, man. 
Oh my know. god, man. Such a terrible fucking show, man. Oh my yeah. god. Anyway, we love you. Make sure you guys uh, do what you got to do. Subscribe, hit that thumbs up. We appreciate you right here on Off the Script. Tonight, sponsored by Audible, audibletrial.com slash script. 30 days free of their service. And you're going to get one free audio book on me just for signing up using our link. That's audibletrial.com slash script. Show started off tonight with MJF. He went one-on-one with uh, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, Jesse, I know uh, you've been away for a couple of weeks, man. What'd you think of the Wheeler Yuta MJF back and forth promos that we've seen the last couple of weeks, man? I, I am, I am enjoying, um, the feud and I actually even enjoyed the match. Um, I did not like how they hung Wheeler Yuta out there to dry by putting him in a promo segment with Maxwell Jacob fucking Friedman. No, that's not a good idea. It's not. It's not gonna have. It's not gonna have you to look good at all. I mean, I wouldn't even. And MJF can't take it easy on him. I mean, if you go out there in the mic with MJF, his job is to fucking bury you, and that's what he will do. Yes. So I mean, I like the feud. You gotta find another way to get it started without putting them out there mic to mic like that. Very bad idea. Very bad idea. Yeah, not a good look. Uh, Wheeler Yuta did not look good at all in any of those segments. Uh, nobody's going to look good against MJF at all, no matter who you are. Um, MJF, this is the first time he's wrestled in 129 days. That is crazy. I know he took most of the summer off, and he came back at All Out and won the poker chip. He's right now holding a title match whenever he wants. But 129 days, bro. Do, do you like the way... Minus minus the absence this summer. MJF was really never one of those guys that they regularly featured in a wrestling capacity. He wrestles when it matters. Do, do you want to see that change with MJF, or do you like the current model with MJF when he wrestles only when he's got something going on and not every week? I don't want to see MJF um, held to, like, pay-per-view-only yeah. type situations, but at the same time, I don't want him out there week in and week out because he can do more for himself and more for a feud um, simply on, with a microphone. He really can. So if you can have him go out there and, and further feuds, further storylines, um, get the crowd going, get the crowd hyped, make the segment interesting, and without running the risk of injuring him, I'm all for it. So once in a while, yes, he should be in the ring here and there once in a while. Because as it stands right now, he's not going to lose. He's not going to lose a single goddamn match. So you don't want him out there burying fucking multiple people week in and week out because he can't lose right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it it shouldn't be once every two months. Uh, I'd like to see him wrestle. If they want to keep the same formula, you know, it doesn't even have to be twice a month. Once a month. You know, as long as we see see him on the microphone and cutting a promo and fucking shit on the fans, I mean, that's great. But, um, you know... 129 days. Obviously, this was because of the the situation this summer, but that's that's too long. Okay, I wanna I wanna address this super chat of from Caesar, your property. Seize your property. Yes, five dollars super chat. He says, Jesse, what does men liking men have to do with the acclaimability ability to get over as big as they are? Okay, I thought I explained this earlier. Maybe I didn't do a good job of it. The wrestling community is notoriously full of macho men who do not accept men who are not macho, all right? The wrestling community is notoriously full of wrestlers 
fans and everything of that nature of not accepting gay men. I mean, it's not a me thing. It's not a JD thing. It's not a us thing. I'm speaking about what has normally happened in the past when it comes to wrestling and homosexual men. That's why um, so many people were afraid to come out as gay because they did not want to get blackballed and just remember, um, remember, uh, uh, um, fucking man, Darren um, Young. Uh, no, no, not Darren Young. The guy that committed suicide. Oh, Kenny. Yes. Chris Canyon, fucking fantastic wrestler, loved him. And he lived his life in a shell because he was scared to come out because he knew how the boys would treat him if he came out as gay. So I think it's fantastic that these guys are actually able to come out as gay and get over without any kind of issues coming from it. That's the part that I love about it, if that, if that explains it a little bit more. Well, hopefully that answered your $5 super chat. Seize your property, man. Thank you for the support. MJF, we got a match with MJF and Wheelie Yuta. I thought this was a great open to the show. MJF was uh, obviously shitting all over the Washington, D.C. crowd. Great to see him as always, even though he's a prick. Um, he just got engaged a couple of weeks ago, so congratulations to him. I don't think we mentioned it on the show. Uh, he picked apart Yuta until Yuta hit a hard corner buckle to regain control of the match. Yuta, he did the HBK, the old-fashioned HBK, skin in the cat. Into uh, a German suplex, four of them, actually. Four rolling German suplexes. Uh, MJF rolled away before Yuta could leap off the top rope and do more offense. MJF then went after the left arm of Yuta, blocking an Irish whip. Hit a beautiful powerbomb into a backbreaker, which looked great for a two-count. So MJF started slapping Yuta around. This, uh, this obviously got him angry. Hit him with an enziguri. Did Yuta both men trading rolling pin attempts, which looked great. All of a sudden, they're found on the top rope. Both guys are up on the top rope. MJF went for that patented uh, tombstone off the second turnbuckle. Thank God he didn't. Yuta rolled him up with a, another series of near falls after coming off of the top rope, or the second rope, rather, with a hurricane rana, which looked great. Uh, both collided with a double clothesline, and both were doubled down. They got up at a nine count. Both guys are on their feet. Yuta went to the... Um, Actually, yeah, he went to the top rope, and he did the. He tried for the avalanche tombstone. Uh, Yuta escaped, like I said, with the Hurricane. MJF rolled outside and was wiped out by Yuta and a tope. Back inside, MJF rolled away from Yuta, flipped him off. Yuta leapt across the ring with a huge splash. Unbelievable. 70% away from the, where he was standing. It, it, it looked great. Anvil elbows from Yuta, uh, and then MJF... Counted those into the salt of the earth before Yuta could get to the ropes. MJF repositioned, cranked the arm back, got the submission, and Yuta taps out. This was a great open here for AEW Dynamite on the three-year anniversary. Crowd was really into it. Post-match, Yuta offered a handshake, which was unlike him, and I don't really know why after what was said about him. He offered a handshake, and the only reason that he offered him a handshake is because they have uh, great history before they joined AEW. They wrestled up and down the indies together. So there is some... Respect there from Yuta to MJF and MJF to Yuta, even though you won't see it from MJF. Lee Moriarty came out of nowhere and attacked Yuta from behind. MJF was furious with Moriarty, asking why, why I didn't tell you to do that. Stokely Hathaway then appeared. He gave MJF the dynamite diamond ring to KO Yuta. He looked very hesitant on this, Jesse. All of a sudden, William Regal gets up from the commentary desk. He was doing commentary during this match. He puts on the very familiar brass knuckles 
and he stands up on the top of the ramp showing the pair of brass knucks to MJF, and MJF is very taken aback by what's going on here. He retreated, and William Regal was pretty much giving him a death stare, and that's the way all of this came to a close. So what I said a couple weeks ago, it looks like MJF is going to at least get involved with the Blackpool Combat Club, starting with Wheeler Yuta, and he took him out tonight, but... Bro, if this leads to a William Regal and MJF verbal back and forth, man, sign me the fuck up. You know what I didn't like about this? It, if the gist of it kind of felt like they were trying to start to tease an MJF babyface turn. It did seem that way. I don't know why they did that. Ugh, no, thank you. I was hoping, I, I thought MJF was going to kick you in the fucking balls when he reached his hand out. That's what I wanted. I mean, I, I I don't like this. I mean, don't don't tell me you're trying to turn this guy babyface, man. I mean, he would be a tweener at best, regardless. But still, man, and he he already is a tweener, to be honest with you. This guy, I mean, he gets cheers wherever he goes. He'll he'll get his booze, but then the cheers will fucking overtake him, man. You know, He's it's not so- even, it's it's not even that part of the story. Like, I'm not worried about Tony Khan's not turning him into a a babyface when he's got a, a match with Moxley coming up imminently whenever that may be taking place. That's not going to happen. The, the, the part that I'm confused by is that the firm is out there doing what they want to do, and apparently MJF said they'll only be around when I need them. So why were they there? I hope this is addressed because Stokely Hathaway threw his business into MJF's business, and MJF didn't really ask for it. So is there a split coming there? Are they going to try and distance MJF away from the firm because realistically, does he really need them? He doesn't need him, no. I mean, if if you want to give him a faction, I mean, he's a small guy who talks big shit, so yeah. he could use a heater. Yeah, you know, definitely. I mean, the, the 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 best MJF is when he had Warlow by his side. You know what I'm saying? So he can use a heater. Does he need a faction? No, but a faction would need him. He could get a faction over by himself. Yeah. So no, so I could see giving him a faction being a way to get lesser-known guys over. I mean, but MJF doesn't need anybody. But that's it, not really not, that's not really the whole thing about this faction, though. He's not re- he's not really leading them. He hired them, and they're, right. they're, they'll only be around when he needs them. Like, if, for example, he may need them when he wrestles John Moxley. Who knows? Exactly. So, I don't know, man. He does, I mean, I wouldn't mind them having a faction, but like you said, this is not even actually a legit faction. This is kind of like in and out, here or there. Um, using when we need him, all this other bullshit. Um, I liked it better when he was, you know, in or out as far as the faction goes. I mean, and and when he's in a faction, he has to be the leader of it because nobody really fucking trusts this guy, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? So obviously, I don't know. But but like you said, I mean, I, at the end of it, at the end of it, when they had when they had MJF looking around and, you know, seeing if the crowd wanted him to shake the hand, and then when you know, when, when Stokely when the, was was like, you know, do this, do this, and MJF had these morals all of a sudden, like, no, oh, I, why would I do this? And, like, that's not MJF. That's not the normal dick like MJF. Maybe it's going somewhere, though, you know? I want you guys to pay attention to when MJF wrestles. MJF is a, is a rarity in the business because not only is he the best promo in the business, he wrestles exactly, and this is why I was saying this to myself, he's going to make a fucking, he's going to be a rich, rich man if WWE gets their hands on him. The style that he wrestles is such a great style for AEW because 
you know, outside of the veterans like a Jericho and a Brian and a Moxley, you know, MJF is right there because he's not doing the flips. He's not doing the dives. He's not doing the fucking crazy shit. No. He actually tells a fucking story in the ring, and everything he does has a meaning. And everything he does has a purpose and an end yes. goal. That's why everybody loves MJF. Watch him next time he wrestles. He slows the shit down. He fucking, he slowed the match down with something that I shit on WWE for all the time, a fucking chin lock. You know what? Yes. I looked at the chin lock tonight. I'm like, there's the chin lock, but MJF's doing it. I don't really mind it because we don't really see that in AEW. And he does something else extremely well that is very, very, very underrated. He sells. Yes. He sells so Yeah, and he bumps around he bumps around for the guys that have that 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 big offensive move. He was bumping around uh off the tope to the outside. He threw himself into the fucking barricade. You don't see yes. people doing that. Yes. And the fact that he has, you know, um nuclear heel heat, you know, where a crowd likes to see him get his ass kicked, you know, and shit like that. When he sells and when people see him getting his ass kicked, that again, that 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 also adds to the sell job. Like finally, someone slapped this guy in the fucking mouth. Jesus, great, you know, fantastic. And he's selling it, and people love that shit. And everything he does comes back to his heel work and mic work, even his in-ring work. So that is it is so he he's getting better every fucking time we see him, man. Max, we love you, you fucking prick. We love you over here. Yes. Um, JAS was backstage. Daddy Magic and uh, Angela Parker said that Garcia has thrown away everything that they have given him. Jericho said that Garcia is a child and that Jericho taught him everything he knows. So they are building up for the main event later tonight on Dynamite. We go right into a Jay Lethal versus Darby Allen match, which I thought was very good. Uh, more Jay Lethal. I've said this several times. More Jay Lethal on my TV screen, please. I, I wish he was a part of the AEW roster, not yes. more so of the Ring of Honor. Yes. But, I mean, hopefully we get some situation where we do get Ring of Honor TV and we can fucking disperse the rosters so we know who's who and wh where, where they are. Um, but this match, no rhyme or reason why this match was happening. Just two very good pro wrestlers thrown out there on the anniversary show. But they may be teasing Jesse Lethal breaking away from Satnam Singh and Sanjay Dutt. How do you how do you feel about that? And do you think this would do re, uh, Lethal uh, a little bit better by him going solo and distancing himself from these two geeks? Yes, I mean please do. Um, Sanjay Dutt is 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 a little bit of of overkill when it comes to his character work yeah. and shit like that. I mean it's it's a little overkill. I mean it's just a little too much. Um, Satin and Singh, I don't need to say anything. I mean, self-explain. I mean, I mean, there's a reason why he hasn't had a one-on-one -on -one match yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't have to say anything, man. He is the he is the <laughs> AEW version of Omas. <laughs> so, yes, yeah. and Jay Lethal does not deserve to be in that faction with those guys. Um. If they're using Jay Lethal to try to get this faction over, that's a fail because they're still trying to get Jay Lethal over within himself. And I mean, and he needs to be over because the guy is fucking awesome, man. I mean, get him in the mix with the with the with the day oneers and the big guys over in AEW. Like you say, get him away from this ring of line stuff. He needs to be in the mix with everything else going on. Uh MJF, Hangman, you know, get him out there. Get him out there in the fucking in the fucking mix, man. Get him away from this shit. I was gonna, I was gonna do some more sound effects, but I said fuck it. 
Sadistic <laughs> is so trash, man. I mean, like, who, who wants to, like, just get it, get her away. Get her off TV. Seriously. Just, Jay Lethal should be in the TNT title hunt, honestly. He's good enough for a world championship, but, you know, we're, we're not there yet. Ring of Honor needs to just fucking do its own thing and just get off AW television. Lethal, he's in there with Darby Allen. Allen suckered Lethal into a guillotine and a scorpion death drop. Lethal regained control by shot blocking the leg out from Darby, who was going for a springboard. Allen went up top. Lethal hit a super dragon screw out of the corner, which looked great. He then followed up with a figure four. Allen got the ropes, broke the hold. Lethal went for the lethal injection. Allen ducked, and Lethal landed right on his head, which looked ridiculous. Thank God he's all right. Allen responded with a code red for two, went to the top rope, spotted Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh. Lethal told them to go to the back as he had his back turned to Darby Allen. Allen nearly got a roll-up from behind for a two-count. Allen followed up with a last supper for the one, two, three. Good match. Um, it was not as crazy as you would expect from a Darby Allen match, but that's what Jay Lethal brings to the table, and I appreciate that. Uh, Lethal was going for the leg most of the match. They told the story there. Post-match, Allen again offered his hand for Lethal to shake it, telling Lethal that he didn't need Sanjay and Satnam Singh, and Lethal took a, a little bit to decide whether or not he wanted to shake uh, Darby's hand, but ultimately, uh, Darby slapped him in the face, and he shook his hand uh, forcefully and stormed to the back, and that was basically it. So I don't know what the story is here uh, that they are going to tell with uh, Lethal and, and Darby Allen, but I quite like it. If Lethal is going to be showcased more on AEW Dynamite and away from these two, uh, that's a thumbs-up move in my book. We I got, agree. we got the Embassy video package shown here. Prince Nana reintroducing us to the Gates of Agony and Brian Cage. More Ring of Honor stuff on AEW Dynamite. Said so Brian Cage will become the TNT champion tonight. No, he will not. No, he will not. No, he should not. Though he should be on TV. But we got Wardlow defeating Brian Cage with Prince Nana retain the TNT championship. This was a very good match between these two big guys, exactly what the TNT title needs. Cage tried to start quick here, but Wardlow delivered some shoulders. He went right for the midsection. Both men collided in the center of the ring. Neither guy went down at all. Uh, this led to uh, fists being thrown here between Wardlow and Brian Cage. Wardlow brought uh, the crowd into it with a snap. Hurin Kanrana, which looked great. You, you don't expect that from Wardlow, but he did it. Cage responded with a head scissors of his own. Not as pretty as Wardlow, but it was very well executed. Wardlow blocked the 619 that Brian Cage was trying to do into a world's strongest slam. Wardlow went for the powerbomb, but Nana briefly distracted him, which allowed Cage to hit a sit-out Alabama slam, which looked great. Cage, he was uh, pretty much handling Wardlow decently here before tossing him over his head with a fallaway slam. Wardlow tried uh, to get going here with some offense, but Cage would continue to stop him every chance he got. Wardlow scaled the ropes for a little bit. He hit a twisting senton, which looks beautiful. Multiple release German suplexes. Cage cut off Wardlow in the ropes, hit a big suplex from the apron into the ring. Cage then signaled for his drill claw, which is his finish. And then Wardlow floated over and spiked Cage for a move of his own. Only got a two. Cage countered a wind-up lariat into a huge move uh, and then went for a powerbomb. Wardlow escaped with a big-time headbutt. Wind-up lariat from Wardlow led, led to basically the end of the match, which was the powerbomb symphony. 
Uh, one would have been enough, but Wardlow kept uh, feeding the crowd. Two led to three, three led to four, and that was pretty much it for Brian Cage. Four power bombs, and that is enough to retain the TNT title. Post-match, Toa Leone and Khan, rest of Gates of Agony, hit the ring to attack Wardlow. Samojo ran out for the save. So we got uh, the team of Warjo outnumbered four on two until FTR's music hit. Crowd went crazy. This sent the embassy retreating uh, out the opposite side of the ring. FTR to face off at the Gates of Agony, and this is leading to a match on Friday. Uh, in the second hour of Rampage, which Tony Khan is uh, titling Battle of the Belts 4. So that is pretty much what happened here, and that's going to lead to Friday. Uh, FTR, Jesse, I don't know if you've seen the story. They were wrestling the Aussie Open, uh, Will Ospreay's guys, uh, in a New Japan Tag Team title match that Dax said was the best match that they had all year. They obviously won, and then Dax got on the microphone and... He didn't really blast Tony Khan, but he put out a statement to Tony Khan saying that, you know, we're still on the contract for AEW. Book us, brother. I wonder how much of this actually led, or how much of that actually led to this tonight, where FTR made a, uh, a return to AEW television and a surprise appearance here, getting a match on Rampage. Well, let's see how it goes. I mean, it, it does, it feels like FTR just kind of, Hovering at the same, you know, as at the same time, you know, I mean, what's going on with these guys? They got all of these fucking titles and no AEW titles. No, you know, what is going on, man? I mean, what why, the why is a team? Why is a team like them just cooled off out of nowhere? Like after, nowhere. after they were so hot, like, why would you stop that? I mean, seriously, they need to be in the face of the acclaim. Yeah. Unless there was I, a real injury there to Dax, which I would understand. But I mean, the amount of time, the, the, the match that they had it all out was a waste of a match. And, yeah. you know, obviously they're still, I mean, they're wrestling at the capacity that they are with Aussie Open. I mean, clearly they're okay to go, but why were they cooled off so badly? Well, you're asking a, a, a very rhetorical question that applies to so many people on this roster right now. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I don't fucking get it, man. You know, you say, you say, you, you say at the top of the show, like, we know that TK knows how to book a show. Okay, maybe he does, but at the same time, does he have a plan to rotate this stagnant roster? Does he have a, you know what I'm saying? Why are we, why have we been, why have we been looking for Wardlow? You know, is, is, I mean, why is F, why is F, why is FTR not in the AEW tag and uh, tag title hunt right now? Are there injuries? Okay. I don't know. Wait, what happened to Scorpio sky? Is he still hurt or is he back cleared and now waiting in limbo like others are? I mean, what is going on? I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't, I don't really understand it. Uh, he's got to have a reason. I don't know what the reason could be. No but idea. the reason why we watch these show or these shows is to see, the, to see our favorite guys, and they are at the top of the fucking list. So we want to see them. Now, it doesn't have to be weekly, but, I mean, they're the fucking tag team champions of multiple promotions. Why aren't you featuring them? I don't know. I don't have an answer for that, so... Uh, more FTR, please. They should not be uh, held in the back because of uh, political reasons. Uh, whether that uh, had to do with the Young Bucks or, or whatnot, I, I have no idea. But they need to be on TV on a more regular basis. So does Wardlow and, and guys like that. It's, it's inexcusable. Inexcusable. It is. Britt Baker, she was backstage from earlier today telling fans uh, about Soraya. So she goes off on Soraya. And it says that Soraya has not been cleared to wrestle in AEW. The doctors won't clear her to compete. 
She said they need to ship Soraya off, and this is her house now, Britt Baker's house, because uh, of uh, whatever reason she wants to go out there and mention, signed sincerely, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. So they're really playing into the rumor, uh, or Britt Baker is that Soraya can't fucking go, bro. They're really playing up that fact as well. Yeah, they, I mean, they're making it a part of the storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine, I guess. I see, that's, see that. that's something that's something that I would let slide. You yeah. know, take take that uh, what people think is a a work uh, or yeah. shoot rather, and, and turn it into a work. Like, and everybody knows that she's been injured, so play it up. Yeah. And then when she yeah. comes back, it's oh, look at that, it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I mean, they, she, she got physical tonight. Um, if 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 that's our answer that she is cleared, you know, I think that. I think this payoff was a little, I mean, I don't want to say lame, but I would have done it much bigger. You know, we know she can't go. We know she can't go. And then like, boom, you know, she beats the shot of somebody and everything else. But from the action that she did give, I mean, I didn't see anything that tells me that she's actually cleared either. She gave a bunch of offense. She didn't take any bumps. That's the, that's the, that's the big, that's the big thing. She didn't take any bumps. No, she tried to, she tried to get physical. She threw some punches tonight. She uh, grabbed a, uh, what was it, a chair or a kendo stick or some foreign object, and she threw it down, and, yeah. you know, she was uh, moving around in there at a quicker pace than she was uh, last week or the week before that. But, you know, it's it's a start. We don't want to rush her back. She may be, you know, still looking for that clearance completely. They may, they may have given her clearance to say, you know what, you can go out there and throw a couple punches, and we'll continue to monitor you. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And um, maybe they're working towards it. I got to be honest here. Um, I don't understand why. I mean, other than the reason that you gave over the last few weeks about TK's signing um, Soraya, I don't understand why he would sign somebody who can't go in the ring at all. Bro, it's, I mean, it's it's Soraya. So whatever, man. We don't. Yeah, well, she's already blocked. She has already blocked me because of the Alexa Bliss thing four years ago, but. It, it's it's a riot, bro. We don't, uh, bro. We don't need you uh, blocked. Okay, Page, fucking Page. Right? <laughs> it's Page. I mean, I'm being nice here. I'm not gonna go into the other shit I remember from years ago on social media with her, man. Uh, what was his name? Uh yeah, yeah. We won't mention it. We know who. I mean, we're not gonna get into the. Uh... Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> not doing it. I just, I just looked at her Twitter profile and I'm not blocked. I'm okay. Not gonna get Good into for you. It. I'm blocked. I'll never, I'll probably never get unblocked, but it is what it is. Stranger things have happened. Seth hey, Rollins man. and Baron Corbin unblocked me, so anything is possible. We gotta move on, bro. It's a new day. I mean, okay, 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 okay. That's it. Sorry. All right. This Sorry. fucking guy. Um, so Soraya's out there. She is, I don't know what they're doing here. It's almost looking like, I, I don't want, I don't want to say it is because I don't really know if it is, but I'm going to say what's on my mind anyway. It seemingly looks like, bro, that, and I agree with you. If Soraya is not wrestling, I don't know why she's in here. I I don't know why. I don't know why you signed her to the type of money that I know you you signed her for. Uh, I I don't know why she's in here if she's not going to wrestle because right now the division is getting a little bit more spotlight with her there, yes, but you can't really build anybody by her standing on the outside and fucking being a a fill-in GM for the women's division. It's not going to happen. No. Nobody's going to be watching Dynamite in the women's division because of Soraya now being the overall fucking authority in the women's division. It's not going to work that way. No, it's lame, bro. It's lame. So she's out there, and what I was about to say is, 
you know, we got we got this damage control thing on Monday night with uh, you know, uh Lily the doll over there, right? And we got uh, Bianca Belair and Oscar and Candice LeRae. It, it seems like Tony Khan is uh building his own little uh women's warfare over here, bro. I don't know if it's the same thing or whatnot, but maybe Tony Khan's trying to one up little uh Paul Levesque over there. I'm starting to believe him. You know, contrary to what people might think, you know, we don't always agree on everything around here. You know, we bicker back and forth on text messages about a lot of different things. I might be sitting at home listening to one of your live streams I'm not on, and you'll say something. I'm like, oh, no, I don't agree with that here and there. And one of the things that you said is that TK hired, you know, Paige, you know, just to keep her away from, you know, Triple H. And when you initially said it, I was like, uh, I don't know about that, bro. I don't know about that. But now, yeah, I'm starting to come around to that theory. Though. I'm thinking you might be on to something because what, I mean, what else was she hired for? To sit around and be a fucking cheerleader on the side of the ring? Yeah, that's not, that's not going to get anybody over. I mean, no. if you think that's going to get somebody over, I mean, that's just fucking ridiculous. And you, you should not be talking about pro wrestling. It's not going to no. get anybody over. You can put no. anybody out there. It's the same fucking thing. No. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, again, maybe he's not, you know, giving us everything at one time. Maybe this is one of those times where we have to let it play out. Maybe we'll see. Maybe she'll, maybe, maybe she's, maybe she's on a bump count. Maybe she's only going to do matches at pay-per-views. That could be a thing as well. And I could understand that. And I could appreciate that, you know, as well. That's fine. But it just seems like she's not out there to do anything, but just be a name. You know, we know who she is. We respect what she's done for the women's division as a whole, but that's not going to translate to AEW television. You know, she needs to be able to fight. And I don't want to, you know, who know who knows what Tony Khan's reasoning was. Uh, it, it certainly looked like that on the surface, you know, just because of all the talk of like everybody, oh, everybody's praising Triple H and all this shit. So it, it might have been something that he went out there and did as a ha ha ha. You know, I got your women's revolution now, and uh, no matter who you want to bring back, you ain't bringing back her. You know, I was I, I said it in the moment, but if you go back and listen to Triple H before. Uh, when, when he was still in charge of TakeOver and NXT and he was doing those those uh, media calls before and after the show, he, he did mention Paige at one point. So I don't know, somehow she got brought up. I think she got brought up when people were talking about Brian coming back from the neck injury or the concussions and Edge coming back. Can, can Paige do the same thing? And he mentioned something along the lines of, yeah, Paige, uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, it's, uh, it's always a possibility. You know, and then he then he threw some snide remark out there that she may have children out there that she may not even know about, insinuating <laughs> that she's a fucking a whore. So <laughs> it's, it's like, I don't know. I don't know if she was pissed <laughs> off about that for all these years. But, uh, you know, that's a, that's the type of comment that will land you in some fucking hot water. And Triple well, H had to backtrack know, on that and apologize for it. I mean, well, fuck, dude. I mean, if I got to look at fucking leaked videos. Of people, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. All right. All right. Um, um, okay, I'm done. Can she be a revolution for AEW? Yes, but not in uh, a capacity of her being outside the ring and being a fucking uh, manager for uh, for Willow Nightingale. It's not going to happen. No. So uh, we, we got this match. Uh, this was a very good match. I'm not going to take it away from the ladies. This was a very good match. The ladies have been getting a lot more TV time. They killed it uh, tonight in this six-person tag team match. The one thing I did take away from this is... 
Jamie Hayter continues to get chant after chant after chant in the oh, arena. She's the when one. When she comes out, she's 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 kind of opening up to it. How how long do we have to wait before she is split from Britt Baker? Because it's becoming more and more evident that it needs to happen on a weekly basis. And you know, I don't know how long Jade Cargill is going to go. She's going thirty nine and zero um, on Friday against Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale ain't beating her for the TBS title. Do we get to forty? Do we get to 50? When we get to 50, who's going to be that person? I don't give a shit who it is on Tony Khan's list. If it ain't Jamie Hayter taking that title from Jade Cargill at 50-0 and 0 or possibly sooner, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. It needs to be Jamie Hayter point blank period at this point if yes. Chris Statlander is not going to be back in time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Um, Chris Statlander has, has lost a little momentum because of her you know, absence of her injury. But that doesn't matter because we can incorporate Stat into the mix of that title when she does get back. Um, Jamie Hayter is the one, man. And what I would do, I would go ahead and get that match going with with um, Jade and Jamie Hayter. Have Jamie Hayter come out on top, win it, and turn Jamie Hayter completely babyface after she wins it by having Britt Baker attack her out of jealousy of her being a champion and she's not. And then we start the Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter feud over that title. Yeah. I like it. I like so, it. It needs yeah. to happen. Anything the, the, the whole, the whole point of this is how do we get Jamie Hayter elevating, uh, elevated and then continue to elevate her uh, in, in a babyface role, have her win the title, have Britt Baker become jealous, have Britt attack, have Jamie Hayter beat Britt Baker in her first big major feud in title defense. And that's you're off and running. You got a new star right there. It's all about making new stars, and that's the right way to go. Jade is already a star, so yeah. she's bulletproof. She, if she loses the championship, she'll be she'll be going for the fucking big one. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. time to make new stars, and you got one in Jamie Hitter. And I think if Tony Khan does not see this, he's foolish. Yeah, and the problem is um, Jade is actually um, losing momentum right now because her run has become stagnant. It's just become at, at this point we're just looking at like a, 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 a lame Goldberg as streak or the, the people that she's beating mean nothing. Nobody no. is expecting Willow Nightingale to win anything. No. So, I mean, it's fine. I mean, she, I think she made the title worth something. I, I don't, I don't think she has been a failure. She's been fantastic, man. She's out there fucking doing UFC interests and shit, you know, and you know, Jade is a star and she looks like a star and she will be a star. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's high time for, to, to have her use that momentum to put someone else over like a Jamie Hayter. And let's build that star up. And we can move Jade on to other things. I mean, Jade is not going to be broken because she lost that title. No. To Jamie Hayter, no. She's one of the most legit women in the division. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be fine. So we got a great six-woman tag team match here. Uh, Storm and Deeb continued their uh, their stuff from last week, which was great. Storm hit a sweet cheek music. Uh, I guess so I guess uh, I, I guess I guess this is what makes juice rock hard, bro. Huh? <laughs> oh my Jesus Christ! Stop. <laughs> I had Stop. to say it. I had to say it, man. Good old rock hard, Juice <laughs> Robinson, man. Every time she does that, it just feels like uh, it's just too much. It bro, I don't. Like it... I don't know why anybody doesn't put their fucking hands up in front of their face, knowing that it's yeah. coming. I mean, Jesus Christ. The momentum of her of, of that person's head being rocked back onto that turnbuckle and back, boot. That's that's neck, that's whiplash. Yep. That's why they have fucking headrests behind every fucking car in the world because impact like that causes fucking whiplash, man. Yeah. It just seems so fucking dangerous. I mean, but 
no one has complained about it. No one has gone to Twitter and said that Jamie Hader, Jamie Hader's ass is too rough on me. Please stop hitting me with your ass, Jamie Hader. Yeah. Oh my God, Tony Storm is <laughs> me too hard. You know, I mean, it, I mean, oh yeah, Tony Storm. Yeah, no, no one's complained about that. I mean, cried about it on social media like another little bitch that we know. Man. <laughs> What was that, bro? You want to speak a little louder? No, 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 man. I said nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So we got Sweet Chick Music here. She hit it. Uh, She was distracted by uh, whoever was going on uh, on the apron. I don't know who it was. Uh, She was distracted here, which took uh, Tony out of the, I guess, the the whole mentality of the match. This was Deeb now chop-blocking Tony's leg taking control. Storm was trapped in a leg lock. Hater and Deeb were able to hit double suplexes on Athena and Willow, um, who were trying to make the save uh, while Serena Deeb had Storm's leg locked in, in, a, in a little leg tie, and she looked great here. So Inzaguri finally allowed Storm to make the hot tag to Willow. She ran wild. Deeb cut off Willow, choked her in the ropes. Rebel pulled out a crutch from underneath the ring. That's what it was. It wasn't a chair. It wasn't a kendo stick. It was a crutch. Tried to hit Willow, but Soraya stopped it from happening. Soraya. Soraya, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Paige. Soraya. Soraya stopped it from happening. Uh, A pounce launched Deeb across the ring. Ford jumped in. Penelope looked pretty decent tonight. I'll give her that. Uh, Right. Right. She looked good. She did. Yeah. You know what I like about Penelope Ford, bro? She takes fucking bumps, man. She's not yes. afraid to take a bump. Yes. How many so, fucking women we see in this thing? Oh. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, she's like, you're fucking breaking a finger. Penelope Ford gets in there and she fucking bumps around. I love that. She did. She takes bumps. Um, she didn't botch. She looks no. crisp. Her, her her offense looks pretty good. Yeah. I, I thought I was the only one noticing this. I, I'm like, no. I didn't say anything. And as soon as you said that, like, right. And I, I saw that shit, too. It's not just me. Penelope has been working. In the fucking well, ring, this is the man. biggest role she's been in, in for, for how long? I mean, she hopefully, hopefully yeah. she's putting the work in. Yeah, exactly, man. I love it. Very nice. So for make looks good. Um, it it kind of feels like they're dropping the ball on what they're doing with it, but Kip Sabian's new look looks really damn good. I almost want to see Kip be Penelope's fucking manager now. Yeah, Kip looks good. Yeah. Uh, Ford did this matrix uh, like maneuver. She she bent backwards and then she was like falling over backwards and then she transitioned into a cutter because Willow lunged at her, which looked great. So that was a, a great uh, ring presence like maneuver by Penelope Ford. To, she was off balance. She knew that she seen an opening. She seen an opening and gave her uh, Willow a cutter, which looked great, saved the whole spot. So, um, we, we got that, and then Willow drop-kicked her because she was going for a handstand or a handspring of something. Uh, and then um, she gave Ford a, the, a big powerbomb, set-up powerbomb, uh, and that was it for the one, two, three, folder over for the pin. Baker, post-match, had a square-off with Soraya, uh, and they had a slugfest in the middle of the ring. Baker retreated. She got dumped to the outside by Soraya. This left Rebel in the ring. Soraya took her out with a super kick, and all of the baby faces stood tall. In this match. So, uh, decent little match for the ladies. They got a nice little spotlight to shine here. We got Soraya mixing it up. Kind of breaking that rumor about, oh, she's not getting physical and this and that. So, people still going to be talking about it. Like we mentioned, like Jesse mentioned, she didn't take a bump. She didn't take any slams or uh, get beat up in uh, any uh, intense way. So, we'll just keep an open mind. So, 
Tony Khan's got a plan. We'll see it play out, but she definitely needs to wrestle. She's not going to make anything better in the division. She's not going to get anybody over by standing on the outside being a fucking cheerleader. No. No. Tony Schiavone, he was backstage with Roosh and Jose, the assistant with Private Party. They may be without Andrade. Who the fuck knows what happens to Andrade? Now, Jose had video evidence of Private Party not being there for them. Jose and Roosh said that they will either be there tonight or they will take them to court as they know Matt Hardy has been contract tampering. I don't believe we're still going over this. Uh, I don't believe I don't believe they they are meddling now uh, in, in Roosh's business with this fucking Hardy family bullshit. Stop. Stop. Roosh is so good that he does not need to be meddling with private party. They have nothing to do with each other. Nothing. It's so stupid. I don't even think Matt Hardy, I said this, Jesse, I don't know what you think about this. Matt Hardy now doing a redo with the private party. Does it, does it even yeah. matter? No. They, they self-admit, is the part I don't get, they, they are self-aware that the run that Hardy and private party did was a failure. They admit it. I mean, it's, it's all throughout the BTE uh, skits and everything else. But now they're going back into it again. I mean, did you not learn from the first fucking time? Clearly not. I don't know. I don't, they're I don't find, care. They're trying to find something to do with Matt Hardy since his brother fucking is on a hiatus. Yeah, supposedly, he's supposed to be back soon. I, I don't know when, guy, but soon. I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't think, I don't think that guy is going to be accepted back very well. I mean, we'll see. But people are starting to get kind of frustrated. I mean, I mean, I mean once is a mistake. Twice is a, you know... Maybe we'll see. Third time, this, that. I mean, how long before he's going to be put in the same fucking bucket as fucking Sonny? You know, I don't I know. Mean, another guy another guy who just uh, got a new lease on life. Tony Khan gave him a fucking great platform. He goes out the literally a month into his run. Yeah, let me go drive under the influence of some fucking fireball shots. And how many fucking beers did he have? Where are you going, oh. sir? Oh, I'm going to uh, wherever fucking Dynamite was last night. Uh, no, you're not. 100 oh. miles an hour, middle of the day. Call a fucking Uber. Even if, okay, if you're too fucking drunk to realize you need to call an Uber, at some point you were sober. At some point you were sober. When you picked up that fucking glass with that first fucking drink, right then and there, you should have picked up your phone and started arranging your fucking transportation for the rest of the fucking evening. Right there. Because you know where this shit's going. You know where it's going. So before you get too drunk, to have the ability to say, I better call an Uber. No, maybe he's too drunk now, and now he's not going to do it. At one point, you were sober. When you were sober, and you knew you didn't want to fuck up your career and your new lease on life, you should have set up your fucking transportation before you started drinking. I don't, he can afford this shit. I don't understand it. Listen, if they want to do Matt Hardy and Private Party again, I, I don't know what it's going to take to get Private Party to the next level, but I mentioned, I mentioned this. Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn, I love both of those guys. I've worked with House of Glory. They are from House of Glory. They're, home, they're homegrown from HOG, trained by Red, the amazing Red. Um, if they want to get to the next level, you know, AEW started three years ago. This is their three-year anniversary. You look at Private Party now, nothing nothing has changed from when we first saw Private Party beat the Young Bucks in the inaugural uh, AEW Tag Team title tournament. We were like, oh, shit, we got an up-and-coming new tag team in Private Party. They look great. They need to grow up. They need to take what they're doing now and mold it into something a little bit more. You know, I, I made the reference, Jesse. I'm like, you know, they're, they're all the, the fucking vodka cranberry. They're all like the, 
You know, oh my God, we just turned 21. Let me go to the fucking nightclub and then uh, try and uh, bag a, a, a woman tonight and take her home. No, that's not what we need. We need we need private party to be the party guys, but we need them to be classy, bro. I want to see private party now as not the vodka cranberry, but I want to see them as the let's walk into the cocktail bar and order myself a fucking Manhattan or a, or a gin and tonic with a slice of lime, something like that, man. A little bit more refined. They haven't done anything. They haven't gr- they haven't grown. No, nothing. It, it, so it, why would we why would we be interested? There is nothing different from private party when they started and to where they are right now. There's nothing different. And Matt Hardy's not going to change that. No. No. And maybe having the brother of 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 an alcoholic, you know, deal with a, a, a group that's all about drinking in the bar, maybe it's not such a great idea. Yeah. So. so we got the acclaimed here. Speaking of tag teams, we got the acclaimed. National Scissoring Day. The oh. national holiday, bro. Every October shit. 6th is now going to be known as National Scissoring Day. Who comes up with this shit? Like, who makes these official weird-ass fucking holiday National Cheeseburger Day? Who makes this shit official? Where does this shit come from? It's National Ice Cream Day, bro. I don't know. National yeah. Pizza Day, National, National Coffee Pe- Day. Like National Donut Day. How, like, who? So go out and have a fucking charge? donut. What, what's the problem? Who's in charge of making this shit up? You don't, like a good, you don't like a good old-fashioned Krispy Kreme donut? Not the point. I want to know who's making these days up. <laughs> I don't know. Who gives a shit? I don't pay attention to them. This is so fucking weird. I'm like, I don't know. No, it's national, it's national Dog Day. <laughs> right. Like, so what does that mean? I'm supposed to appreciate my dog today. It's I National my dog Neighbor Day. Go, day. go, go, appreciate your neighbor. <laughs> I appreciate my dog and my pet every fucking day. I don't need an official day to do it. I don't understand these days, man. It's all right, bro. You're too old for social media, man. You're too old for these uh, these trendy topics. That might be it. That might be it. He acclaimed Anthony Bowens. He was uh, standing middle of the ring with Max Caster. Caster rapped. I, 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 I mean, I should, be, I should be writing down his raps, but I'd rather listen to his raps than write them down. Uh, I, I, I would enjoy them a lot more if I did not, you know. You don't have a, you don't have a transcript in front of you? N- no, I don't have anything. Oh, it was pretty decent, man. It was pretty I don't good. Ha- I don't have anything. Um, so he did a Washington-inspired rap. Basically he's, mentioned Biden. He, he's taken a lot of his, his, his heel sting out of his rap now it's more it's more geared towards a, a baby face style rap yeah. so instead of and so instead of rapping about someone here he's rapping about things if that makes any sense so he's in the middle of the ring with anthony bowens and daddy s so they are going over national scissoring day and the first thing that they mention on the list of priorities is they have the number one shirt on awshop.com in all of 2022 that's incredible that is awesome, man. That is incredible. I do not have one yet. I should buy one. Yeah. He said that AEW stands for Acclaimed Every Wednesday. He said that scissoring was trending all day and that it is a handshake amongst friends. He said that the Acclaimed are the tag team of the people. He said that Keith Lee and Sneaky Swerve Strickland should never be champions again. Billy Gunn got on the microphone and says he went to City Hall today and he was asked to give the Acclaimed the scissors... Of the city. Max Caster then asks everyone to scissor their neighbors in the crowd as if they are in church and they're giving a sign of peace to everybody uh, in church. So Max Caster asks everyone to scissor their neighbors in the crowd. Caster says that he wanted to talk about greatness. So 40 years ago, his father won 
Super Bowl 17 with the Washington football team. He says, oh, the Redskins. What were they? The Redskins back in the day? What are uh, Redskins? Uh, the football team. Yeah, they were the Redskins. Well, yeah. no, they're, now they're now they have a name. They're not the they're not a football team anymore. I think they're the what are they? The not the generals, but something stupid. Oh, like Cleveland is now the Guardians. Yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland the, the Cleveland Guardians. Guardians in the MLB. Yeah. Yeah. What about it, Chad? Who 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 are who, who are the who are what is Washington now? The commanders or something like that? Yeah, that but, may be it. The command. Yeah, commanders, yeah. Command. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because they, 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 yeah, they were the Redskins and they were the Washington football team. Yeah, I, I see. I seen some people uh, a couple of weeks ago come down on the Braves. They, they were like, "Oh, we got to get the Braves game, Shane." Nah, 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 nah you know, nah, you no, know. The, 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 uh, the fine American Indian people. They, 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 they love the Atlanta Braves. They don't well, want to. Com- they're, they're coming for your team, man. No, the, the snowflakes are coming for your fucking team, man. Fuck off. <laughs> Changing my team's name. <laughs> Fuck out of here. Um. Washington football team. He said his dad wears that ring with pride every day. Said the D.C. uh, people uh, represents the best and the worst of the United States. And he says that there is no red or blue, just pink. He says everyone looks good in pink. So they tried to do a final scissor, all three of them, and Swerve Strickland's music hit. He comes out. He says this is the dumbest thing he's ever seen. He says that kids will be suspended with gestures because of Billy Gunn, just like 25 years ago. Swerve said next week in Toronto, he would take out Billy Gunn in a singles match. All of a sudden, Mark Sterling, I felt like Mark Sterling was going to ruin this segment. Thank God he didn't. He came out for absolutely no reason, said that Swerve was an idiot. He said that it claimed needed him because he can only beat Swerve. He claimed said no, and they teamed up and took Sterling out. Uh, and basically beat him up as Bowens gave him a leg drop. He basically scissored uh, Mr. Sterling here off the top rope with a leg drop between the legs. Billy Gunn accepted the fight with Swerve, then all three scissored at the end of the set. This was so fun to watch everything about this. I loved Swerve, every minute of it. Yeah, I loved every minute of it. And, and, you know, a lot of people are not talking about Swerve, man. You know, Swerve, you know, he's going to be, if they allow him to be, and they, uh-huh. they give him TV time, which I hope that they do as a single. He's going to be a great heel. He's going to be a great heel. And his body language, man, and his mannerisms, he, he's got, I don't yes. know what it is with him, bro. The way he is, it, I could just envision him and the body language and the way he conducts himself getting underneath the skin of the fans that it's going to be a great fucking heel run. He's great. Yeah. I, 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 I already know where you're going with this. He looks like a fantastic prick. Yeah. I like it. I, I like that he's coming out without Keith Lee when he does this heel shit mm-hmm. cause, cause, because Keith Lee is a baby face. Keith Lee has to be a baby face. We just love him too much. And Swerve coming out with that with that mannerism and 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 that and that body language and that that fucking that annoying ass shitty grin he has with his fucking gold t showing. I love it. I love everything about. He's gonna be a fantastic heel. It's gonna be a great match with Keith Lee too when that uh, when that split inevitably happens. Uh, you know, I, I love everybody. Oh, he needs to go back to WWE and form a Hit Row. That would be so beneath him right now. Look at where Hit Row is and look at where Swerve is right now on his own. Why would you want that for him? No, fuck that. Come on. That would be terrible. And he knows it. He loves those guys. I'm sure he knows them and they're fine with each other. But he knows, like, that would be a downgrade from where he is now. Give me a break. We got uh, Death Triangle versus Dark Order announced because of Andrade and Sammy Guevara getting into a fight. Trio's match for the titles. 
Madison Rain and Sky Blue were backstage. They were interrupted by Anna Jay and Tay Mello. This was a match set up for Rampage. I won't be watching. I don't care. I just don't care. <laughs> Sounds like a dark match, if you ask me. Come on. Scott, 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 Sky Blue, though. She, she, she could be on my TV. That's fine. Oh, she can be on. Wait, I just saw my wife in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Hold on. Let me take Uh-oh. Let, me, let me see if she's still here. Uh-oh. Yeah, Sky Blue's a fantastic wrestler, bro. Yes. She's coming along pretty well. Oh, yeah. Fantastic, man. Man, it's great. Fantastic. Yeah, it's so great. Where's Tony Brown, bro? Tony Brown, where are you, man? Fucking Tony Brown material, man. Adam Hangman Page versus Roosh. This was uh, quick. It was fun. Roosh dominated the match early on. Page countered uh, whatever Roosh was uh, coming at him with with a fallaway slam. MJF was shown watching the match with his casino chip. And they really want you to know, like, it's going to be Page. It's going to be Moxley. MJF's watching every moment. It's fine. Page then hit a lariat and then a crossbody from the top rope down to the floor. Page tossed Roosh in the ring. Uh, Page hit a Death Valley driver for a near fall. Roosh and Adam Page straight to forearms. Roosh hit stomps and Page picked up Roosh. Power bombed him into a near fall. Roosh then hit a straight jacket pile driver, which looked sloppy. Uh, not the safest of moves there on somebody the size of Adam Page. That got a cover, two count. Roosh then set up for the Bolts Horns' his finishing move. But Page stood up, hit the lariat, and then he followed up quickly to the apron. Buckshot lariat for the one, two, three, and that was pretty much it. This, I would say, Jesse, was the... It wasn't a bad match. It was just, um, I would probably say, one of the more unimportant things of the entire night. It was what happened at the end of the match that was the most compelling. The match was not. Private Party came out to attack Adam Page because of Roosh. John Moxley came out, shook his head no at Private Party, and they backed off pretty quickly. Moxley then entered the ring, and the two men started to stare at each other. Moxley said that he has been waiting three years to face Adam Page. He says they've beaten everyone there is to beat in AEW except each other. He said that at his home arena on 1018 in Cincinnati, there will be one last man standing match, one last man standing in AEW. He said only Page is standing in his way to be the true top guy in AEW. He said that he respects him, but when the bell rings, he doesn't have respect for anything. Page says that if he's been wanting this so long, Moxley at this point was walking away. If you've been wanting this for so long, where are you going? Let's do it now. Moxley then picks up the microphone again, and he says, I'm giving you a final warning. You have 13 days, and watch your mouth. Now, I love the watch your mouth line. I wonder if that there was any meaning behind why Moxley said that because Adam Page <coughs> went off the script with CM Punk. Watch your mouth. 13 days. Oh. Should be a great match. Moxley is so fucking believable. Yeah. He does, he's, he's just not, he does not look like a fucking super fucking badass, unbeatable champion. Um, but he comes off as such... He comes off very real and genuine and very believable. You know, I'm going to get in your face and tell you I think you're a piece of shit, no matter how much respect I might or might not have for you. But when that fucking bell rings, I don't got respect for nobody. I'm going to kick your ass like you're anybody else. He's so fucking believable when he says what he says. It, it feels like it feels like no one wrote his promo for him. Yeah. Weird. And nobody should be writing his, his promo for <laughs> No. <him>. Um, <laughs> no. Th- this match, 1018, uh, just to let you guys know that are here, might as well mention this now. I will not be live on that Tuesday 
for uh, AEW, I will be on vacation, and that is one of the two live streams I will be missing. So I will not be doing Monday Night Raw that week. I will not be doing Tuesday. Um, I will be in Ireland, and I will be drinking an ice-cold Guinness legitimately where Guinness is basically born in Dublin. I will be on vacation for at least five days, and Jesse will be doing a watch-along, I'm sure, for Dynamite that night. So uh, you'll have to get all your uh, your uh, stuff from him. So that's Join that. me. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna cover. Um, I'm gonna cover dynamite. I'm not sure what form or fashion. I don't know if I'm gonna do a review or watch along. But join me. Join my channel. And there we go. My channel. And follow me on Twitter, right there under my face. And I'll keep you guys posted on what exactly I will be doing for those shows. There you go. Willow Nightingale is backstage. She said she was on a roll and she wants to challenge for the TBS championship. No, you're not on a roll and you, should be, you shouldn't be getting championship matches. But here we are. Jade and the baddies came in, bickering, and Jade says that uh, she is going to be number 39. There you go. There you Jade go. is not losing to Willow Nightingale. I but I, I I do I do like Willow Nightingale. I think I think she is. I think she's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's a very good addition to the division. Um, I think her personality is very infectious. Yeah. And she's very decent in the ring. So I mean, she's not world title material right now, but you don't have to be main event material to be a great addition to the division. So I like everything about her right now. Luchasaurus, he destroyed Fuego del Sol. Uh, pretty much a uh, big choke slam for the win. One, two, three. This match lasted maybe 30 seconds. Maybe. After the match was over, Jungle Boy saved Fuego with a chair shot to Luchasaurus. They retreat, meaning uh, Luchasaurus and Christian Cage is out there with uh, his arm in a sling. Jungle Boy said that he was his best friend. And he chose Christian Cage over him, and he broke his heart. He said that he's going to break his bones, his hand, his fingers, his arm, his leg. He's going to break every bone in his body. And he told him to pick the time and place and when he would be ready. So Christian Cage got on the microphone and said, I told you not to show up here this week, but you did anyway. Um, you want to do the match. Uh, you're not going to get it in Washington, D.C. in front of all these losers. It's going to be in my hometown next week in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. So we got Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus with Christian Cage in uh, Luchasaurus's corner. Uh, I can't see how Jungle Boy beats Luchasaurus here, bro. I can't. Nah, me either. I mean, so I just hope that they keep um, Jungle Boy looking strong in the lead-up, in the build-up to that match. You know, have him standing tall, all that shit. And um, just have him look good in the match. But yeah, uh, Luchasaurus needs to win. Um, So I like how Christian Cage is, you know, the mouthpiece for Luchasaurus. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. This might sound weird. I kind of, I, I kind of want to hear more from Luchasaurus. I want to hear him say something in regards to this whole situation. You know, he's just physically there, like he can't speak at all, like he's fucking mute. You know, I don't expect him to go out there and cut a Christian Cage level of style promo, but I kind of want to hear from him a little bit. You know. Yep. So. We'll see. Yeah, I don't, we'll see. I don't know how they go about this, but uh, I do want to make mention of uh, Jungle Boy's promo um, tonight. Uh, it was short. It was to the point. It was very sweet. But I like the way Jungle Boy is carrying himself on the microphone as of late. I think he's getting a lot better, a lot more comfortable, and he sounds a lot, a lot more believable than he, than he did. Uh, even if you want to go back uh, to, the, to the beginning of the year, um, it was not something that we 
desired to see uh, at the beginning of all of this, but he's coming to his own, and I'm really, I'm really happy with what he's been able to accomplish on the microphone. He sounds good. Agreed. Agreed. He sounds much better and more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree. You know, um, you know Alton Brown, the celebrity chef? Yes, I'm a big fan of Alton Brown. Me too. He is a big fan of scissoring, bro. He tweeted out, you know, scissor me, and he added um, the acclaim and Max Caster and everything. He is a he is a scissoring fan, bro. Alton Brown is a cool ass motherfucker, bro. Yeah, he is. I, I, I mean, his 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 cooking is 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 fantastic, obviously. But I like the I like how he keeps you entertained as he prepares his meals and yes. stuff. He's uh, he's the scientific chef, man. I always learn right. something from watching Alton Brown. Yeah, he's awesome. Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia versus Chris Jericho and the prick, Sammy Guevara, in the main event of uh, Dynamite tonight. This was a 15-minute overrun. I could definitely get used to the 15-minute overrun on Dynamite if they want to be uh, awarded that on a weekly basis. I don't want to see him be three hours, but uh, 15-minute overrun I think would be great for AW Dynamite. It felt like a, a full show tonight instead of being rushed off the air like we usually get. Yeah. But Daniel Garcia and Chris Jericho started the match. Both men uh, actually did the code of honor. Garcia and Jericho ran the ropes. Garcia got control on Jericho, jumping on his back. Garcia allowed him to stand, and both men started going at each other with chops. Sammy Guevara tripped Garcia to, to get into the match. He started to beat down Garcia. Brian Danielson was tagged in, quickly took out Sammy. Danielson did a backflip, took Jericho out on the outside. He was dominating a little bit. Guevara hit a top rope Spanish fly for a near fall on Danielson. Jericho was tagged in. He continued to beat down Brian. Garcia was tagged back in, and he faced down with Jericho. Sammy tried to jump in, was taken out by Garcia. Jericho and Garcia then went back and forth with punches until Garcia forced Jericho into one of the corners. Garcia was caught on a running kick, but Garcia countered with uh, a lion tamer. Sammy then entered, took Garcia and Danielson out. Um, Jericho and Garcia were once again trading chops. Jericho tried the lion salt. Garcia got the knees up. Sammy was tagged in. Garcia put Sammy in a submission, and Danielson did the same. Uh, both men then uh, laid in elbows. Garcia and Danielson teamed up. Sammy countered and took out both men. Got a near, near fall on Garcia. Sammy tried for the GTH. Garcia countered into a pile driver. Jericho pulled Garcia off of the pin to stop the count. Danielson took out Jericho, and then Jericho slammed Danielson through the announce table. At first, it did not work. He landed on the title, which was on the table, but then he put him through the table with a suplex, took him out of the match. Sammy hit the GTH and punched Garcia after. Sammy hit a shooting star press, but Garcia got his knees up, applied the Dragon Slayer hold. Jericho hit Garcia with uh, the title belt behind Aubrey Edwards' back. Sammy then pinned Garcia off of Jericho's assist. For the one, two, three, and that was the end of the match and seemingly the end of the show. Um, good match. I'm enjoying the story that Jericho is telling with the Ring of Honor title. I think it's great. But the only thing I did not like in this was Sammy getting the victory after everything that had gone on. Andrade got sent home. Sammy did not. Sammy ended up getting the pinfall in this match, and the victor was Sammy for his team. Um the only thing that I would have changed here, and I, I can't imagine it's a difficult one to make, Jesse, is why didn't they just let Jericho get the victory over Daniel Garcia? I mean, he's going to eventually be the recipient of this inf entire feud anyway. What difference does it fucking make if Jericho pins Garcia and not Sammy 
having Sammy pin Garcia is almost as if it's a big fuck you to everybody. Oh, look, he, Sammy Guevara, he could get away with anything, including backstage altercations uh, with anybody he wants on the roster. It's just a, it's just a bad look, bro. I mean, it's, it is. Maybe he's maybe he's just a little tone deaf to the situation, and maybe he didn't anticipate the 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 heat that was gonna come. I mean, I don't know why he wouldn't have. I did. I figured as much. I mean, and I'm not fucking running the show. I mean, he. I don't know, man. That's I don't a, know. Sammy got fuck you, Sammy chance to start the match, and then there was El Idolo chance happening towards the end of the match. So. When people start to pick up on this, it ain't going to be good for Sammy Guevara. It's not. No. It's gonna. It's not going to be the right amount of heel heat. It's gonna be. It's gonna be basically go away heat. Yeah, man. It's it's not. It's not gonna play out well. It's not gonna play out well for Sammy. I don't know how else to try to. I don't know how else to put this. I mean, this stuff is. It, this stuff is gonna be detrimental to Sammy Guevara's career. His career, because unfortunately, wrestling fans. I mean. They have a tendency to not forget shit like this. I mean, it's they gotta fix this. I don't. I don't want to see the guy just get you know buried and everything else. But I mean, t- but TK just needs to stop this favoritism. Yes. Treat him like everybody else. Treat everyone the fucking same. Zero tolerance policy when it comes to shit like this. And if you're involved in it, then you're also a part of the suspension or whatever the discipline is. I mean, it. it he has to stop this shit, man. You know, honestly, Andrade may have fucked up, but Tony Khan should not be throwing that type of thing in Andrade's face because he fucked up. And then he then he lets Sammy get away with it by giving him a, a spot on the TV show, not taking him off the show, giving him a spot on the TV show, and then having him get the victory in the tag team match tonight. It's like, bro, if you, if you want to treat Andrade like that, then you're going to have to treat Sammy like that. I mean, the, the favoritism is ridiculous. Yeah, and, and I love what TK is doing, and, and I'm a fan of Tony Khan. Don't get me wrong, but, I mean, just as a fan looking at it from the outside looking in, it's not a good look. Sammy Guevara deserves the consequences as well, just not Andrade. I don't know, man. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of talking. It's just, it's 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 high school bullshit. It, oh, it's it, all it, high school bullshit. It is, man. And, um, I mean, again, TK is doing Sammy no fucking favors. No. No favors. People are tired of watching their favorite wrestler get fucking disciplined and suspended and fucking reprimanded while this little prick walks around smiling, kissing his fucking hot fucking wife and pretending like everything is fucking... I mean, please. I mean, can, you ma- can you imagine? Can you imagine? Like, again, Vince was a complete prick and an asshole, but, you know, you, you, look, at way, you look at the way Vince had that locker room fucking, you know, on... On notice, like that—that that would never be a thing in the WWE locker room. Not not under Vince, and certainly not under Triple H because they respect him. But the order and the fucking outlaw mentality—that is just WWE and AEW. It's just night and day. Like I don't know. I don't know why all this shit just gets kind of swept under the rug. Like, do they want it that way? I don't. Why would they want it that way? And why aren't the things being done and the the the, the steps being placed? In, in order to dumb this shit down and stop it while it is able to be stopped and not let it get to a point where it got today. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you. Thank you so very much for all of your support. 
We had a great show tonight. Jesse's back. We had great discussion. We got great support via the Super Chats, which we're going to go over in a second. Make sure you guys hit that thumbs up, man. We got 1,000 likes. Thank you so very much. We hit the goal. Memberships are open. Get them on in. We're going to get you those emotes, man. When you sign up, become a channel member right here on OTS. And go check out all the other content that you might have missed on the channel. I will be at the New York City Comic Con tomorrow. If you guys are going to be uh, there Thursday, I'll be there all day, man, until about uh, 6 o'clock or so. So make sure you guys come on out. If you see me, say what's up. Let's get into the Super Chats. Let's start at the top here. Uh, we got Joseph Taylor. $3 Super Chat. JD, Jesse, favorite Shawn Michaels match. Favorite Shawn Michaels match? I would probably say the 2000... The 2002 um, Three Stages of Hell match with Triple H at SummerSlam or the Bad Blood match with The Undertaker. Yep, you got me. I was going to say Bad Blood Undertaker. Obviously, WrestleMania 25. um, My favorite WrestleMania match of all time. But, uh, yeah, Shawn Michaels, uh, you can't go wrong with any of those matches. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 Super Chat. Briscoes versus Aussie Open, October 29th. House of Glory, indeed. That's what that was announced tonight. Excellent. Tony Brown with a 499. Classic meat JD. Absolutely, bro. You could not go wrong. You can't go wrong with the meat selection in AEW, bro. It is prime for the picking. Tyler B. with a $10 Super Chat. The drama and BS is so tiring. I cannot believe that Andrade and Sammy got into a fight tonight considering the back and forth. Why was no one prepared or watching out for this to happen? That's exactly what we questioned earlier, Tyler B. I have no fucking idea. You would think that somebody was fucking waiting at the uh, entrance to the building when Andrade and uh, Sammy Guevara got there. Nothing. Blaze with a $4.99 and a $1.99. National Scissoring Day was the greatest segment in AEW history. I wouldn't go that far, but it was awesome. Everyone played their roles to perfection. I heard backstage that Tay Conti bit Andrade, LOL. No, that did not happen. That did not happen at all. Edward Serenson with a $2 Super Jet. Do you still play Mario Kart? No, I do not. Who the fuck plays Mario Kart? Keith Jackson with a $2 Super Chat. Name of the song. I think the name of the song that you were inquiring about was Losing My Mind by Onlap. You can find it on YouTube. The Script Keeper with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, my tribal chief, and welcome back, King. What was with all the Ring of Honor guys on the show? OTS and Chi-Town Smark for life. I don't know, bro. I can't wait for Ring of Honor to get a TV deal so we can get AEW back on AEW Dynamite. Dio Loki with a 9.99 Super Chat. Have a great show, guys. One thing, though, is the Sammy hate so real in the IWC that people ignored Andrade being unprofessional about backstage incidents that were handled months ago. I'm not sure what, what you mean. Andrade, people are ignoring Andrade being unprofessional about backstage incidents that were handled months ago. What did he say? I'm not sure what you mean there, Loki. Nick 
Nicholas with an 11 month recommitment to the VIP club, man. Thank you so much. Tony needs to stop the backstage fights. Indeed. I don't know why he has it. Blaze, 199. I heard, uh, yes, we got that one. I'm sorry. Uh, Michael Partham with a three month recommitment. Thank you, Michael. Who should take the title from MJF after he wins it? Wardlow, Kingston, or Danielson? Does Hater break from Brit first or win the TBS title before? Uh, MJF hasn't even won the title yet, so uh, yeah. uh, it, when he wins it, he's holding it until he has a contract negotiation. Uh, Wardlow would be my pick, and Jamie Hayter should win the title first and then split from Britt Baker. Fantasy Kid with a 10-month recommitment. What's your thoughts on the Mustang Dark Horse? I might try to get one. Bro, I, I saw it yesterday. It looks, it looks fucking beautiful, man. I don't know how much that thing's going to cost, but uh, I, I would love to upgrade to that, yes. Muscle cars are becoming a thing of the past, though, man. I, I, I don't like it. Unfortunately, they are because of the gas. Yeah. Keith Jackson with a $2 Super Chat. Name, uh, we got that one. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my, oh, my God, it's Roosh. 2213, nine months. Thank you, brother. Comic Book Bob becomes a new member. Thank you, Comic Book Bob. What are you drinking, man? Philip Newton with a 499 Super Chat. Despite the BS backstage, it was a fun show. Wardlow and Brian Cage was epic. I'm glad you are back, Jesse. Appreciate it, man. Nick Williams with a 199. He leaves me a number one. Thank you, Nick. Drew Gilmore. What is up, buddy? Two months. Hey, JD. Welcome back, Jesse. I may only be a two-month member, but I've been an OTS fan of VIP for well over four years. Indeed, you have, bro. Proud to support the king of the IWC. When I get down to Orlando one of these days, man, you, me, Kedrick, drinks. Wolfness Way with 17 months. The dynamic duo back together. A killer show and a cold beverage makes for an awesome night. OTS for life. You know it, brother. Tyler with a 499 Super Chat. We all love you, Jesse. So glad you're back. OTS for life. So much. Vincent Tarantini with a five-month commitment to the VIP club. Welcome back, Jesse. The dynamic duo is back. Can't wait to be at Dynamite 1026 and Raw 1128 in Norfolk, Virginia. Should be good, bro. Enjoy yourself. Philip Newton with a 199. Taco Mania is running wild, brother. Taco Mania. Osequi with a $500 super chat. Unbelievable for Mr. Vasquez. Jesse somehow went away. I don't know what happened. Oh, there he is. Jesse's, Jesse's leg. I don't know why he's leg. Oh, my OBS studio disconnected. That's why. My OBS studio disconnected. Don't worry about that. That was me. I'm glad it disconnected now, not during the show. Uh, Osakwe, showing some love to OTS. Have a great post-show, guys. Good to have you back with us, Jesse. Glad you're feeling better. I know, right? MGM Ballin with a 499 Super Chat. It's so great to have Jesse back. I missed the debates. Also, MJF and Yuta had a great match tonight. Yes, they did. Spencer Morgan with a $20 Super Chat. I was in the building tonight, and there was overwhelming social pressure to scissor people. But I stood my ground because just as you, JD, I don't scissor other men. I don't blame you, bro. 
I don't blame you, bro. MGM Bolin with a 499 super chat. Also, it goes to show how hardworking you guys both are being here and giving us this great stream despite your personal circumstances. Appreciate you both. AWC Legend with a 179 Super Chat. JD, did you say what Alexa said about you, JB? Yes, I saw it, bro. I did see it. Scenario 128 with a $5 super chat. What's up, JD? Jesse, good to have you back. Today marks 25 years of bad blood. 1997, great show, and rest in peace, Brian Pillman. Tonic Blaze. 499 Super Chat. At this point, Tony needs to start firing people to make an example, but he doesn't have the balls. Drew Gilmore with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, guys, want to announce as of yesterday, I'm officially done with grad school and earn my MBA. Hashtag graduate. Congratulations, Drew. Jaxo 23 with a $50 Super Chat. Thank you, brother. Welcome back, Jesse. Also, JD, I watch your extra. Also, I don't know why Sammy Guevara is complaining and whining like a crybaby. You're a wrestler. Man up and act like it, dude. Also, this is a bad choice by TK. Why does TK keep Rampage? It sucks. Dom Wapo with a 199 Super Chat. All this drama, work or not, is souring AEW for me. Angel Alago with a $200 Super Chat. Thank you, Angel. Dynamite was great. Jesse, it is so great to have you back. Glad you are feeling better. Sammy is such a big baby, he needs to be suspended. Tony Brown with a 499 Super Chat. My friend Jesse, what's up? Dan from Detroit, three months. You guys are right. I'm sick of watching AEW and asking where's this person or where's that person. AEW doesn't need that many wrestlers. Jaxo, $50 super chat. Thank you, brother. TK is not doing what WWE wrestlers wanted Vince to do, which is putting them on TV. He's not doing it. That's why all WWE wrestlers want to go back to WWE since Triple H has taken over characters, have been respected, and he creates new stars. Joseph Taylor with a five dollars super chat. JD, I wonder who's more obsessed with you, Alexa, Ryan Satin, or Baron? Derek Anawaii, twelve months. Thank you, brother. Hey, Us, sorry. Jesse, glad to see you are okay. Drizzy Drew, one ninety nine super chat. Do we get Daddy S chance chance on Raw DX? I hope so. It's New York. White Rabbit with a $5 Super Chat. Sammy should not be talking about Andrade failing to get over. He's with Jericho again to get over after all Jericho did for him. 
Brylan Williams, four months. Thank you, brother. Mr. Premium, $4.99. Do you guys have any idea why Brian Dennison continues to enter out of the heel tunnel if he's not leading to anything big? Good to have you back, Jesse. Joseph Terrell, Alexa Bliss is trending on Twitter because of what you said on Monday. Ronald Ginsburg with a 499 Super Chat. Glad to see you here tonight, Jesse. All the best to you. Dynamite was amazing. I couldn't wait to join the OTS venue after seeing Sammy get that pin. And Jaxo, Jay's next opponent is Nyla Rose. Interesting. All right, guys. Uh, listen, I'm I'm about to get out of here, man. Uh, apparently, I got no internet, and uh, I'm just going to close the stream down. I appreciate everybody that is tuned into the uh, show tonight. I appreciate everybody, man. Thank you so very much. And I am going to let the song play out. I hope you guys have a good one. I'll be at Comic-Con tomorrow. Make sure you guys... Come up to me and say, what's up? If you guys do see me in the Jacob Javits Center. And I will see you back next live on YouTube, hopefully with functioning internet. I don't know what had happened. Make sure you guys tune into the Friday night SmackDown post show right here on OTS. Thank you guys very much for all your support. I love you. Glad to have Jesse back. And I'll see you guys on Friday during SmackDown right here on OTS.